Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash radio, and you can get access to over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. may not remember the uh cherished holiday classic jingle all the way uh starring arnold schwarzenegger tom uh, arnold. you meant you meant to say starring sinbad and <laughs> supporting <laughs> actors arnold schwarzenegger and tom arnold like that that's a sin i don't movie. dude sinbad's got some mandela effect going on right now with this genie movie that's like fucking like waved the internet which i, I, I kind of feel now? bad what, okay, is so apparently there's again? no, no, no. Okay, oh. so there is this Mandela effect where, like, is similar to like the Berenstein versus the Berenstain Bears, where people essentially are manufacturing. The Berenstein thing still messes with my brain, dude. It really does. Yeah, the Mandela effect is where you uh, collectively, like, assumed or otherwise uh, understood at a, a sociological level a fact that is in fact not the uh interpretation or or the truth of of how you understood it and is something completely different there in course berenstein versus berenstein just like it it stems from like nelson mandela uh everyone thought he was dead when he in fact wasn't so it's been coined the mandela effect and yeah sinbad's got like this fucking genie movie that i never remembered him being a genie movie but that's there in case lies the fact that I don't because it never happened. The only genie movie that I remember is Kazam, yes, and we yeah, all yeah. know how I feel about the, it. The, the classic Shaquille O'Neal film. is <laughs> no, the the, defini- the the definitive genie movie of our time. Aladdin? No, thank you. I'll take Kazam. The, <laughs> the fucking the vehicle for uh, Shaquille O'Neal's uh Hollywood career for sure. But no, I, I kind of thought like what if what if you got Tom Hardy to sign on board with a uh fucking sequel to Jingle All the Way and instead of Terrible Man, it would be the NES classic because that's how <laughs> fucking stupid it is to get a hold of one of these fucking things. Why? Why is it so stupid to uh, acquire one of these dumb fucking things? Also, why? Why do you want one of those? At this point, I, you know, I've been asking myself the same thing. Why? Why go through all this I, trouble? What are you doing? Why are you doing this? Who? One what, of the great mysteries of why? our time. I, 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 I don't know. I've yeah. been trying to convince myself. Like, is it novelty? Is it just for the fact? Is it just one of these empty like? consumer driven trendy fucking things that i just need in my home i mean i have some logic behind it you sure of all but... people you and sarah both you guys probably have all these games already and you probably have all the original hardware so you definitely aren't the yeah you guys aren't the people for this device honestly um it's the people that are like oh yeah i remember mario 
and then and then they see on you know on their MSNBC or on the Googles, <laughs> they see that's a big hot item. They're like, oh, I have to get this because the internet tells me I have to. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. I mean, maybe it, it's it, just it a is. choice. I, I think it is. I, I feel like it's not just that, but it's also there. The people are going to buy that. They ain't buying that for themselves. You know no. that for a fact. They're just out shopping. Oh, dude, I know that. They're already being consumer as fuck. And they're like, oh, my grandma or my aunt wants me to see if I can find <laughs> one of these and buy it for them. Yeah. That's yeah. all it is. It's just they're out shopping and spending money they don't need to spend on stuff they don't need. Consumerism. Pretty much, yeah. Well, I think it's also. You know, process of elimination because you have that or fucking Hatchimals, and nobody wants a second coming. I haven't coming even of seen Furby. one of those things. That's how fucking hard it is to find those. I don't even know what they look like. Same here. Like, oh, dude, I'm no idea. But maybe that's great. Maybe I'm glad that I'm not in that circle where I have to know what a Hatchimal is. Yeah, I was kind of thinking the same thing. Yeah, there a lot of the times I I, I kind of want to know what alg like at what spot within the Google search engine algorithm. Is what the fuck is a Hatchimal? Mm -hmm. Not Mm -hmm. what is a Hatchimal. What the fuck is a Hatchimal? It just fills that in for you after the third word. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure. Hold on. Try. All right. Let's put that to the test. Or we can always ask Siri. I mean, I I, I mean, I don't. That means I gotta clear my Google search for Sinbad movies and also where is Sinbad? (laughs) (laughs) Um, where is Sinbad? What would Sinbad do? He was pretty good. Uh, Dude, 96 was his year. He had. First, he hits us in 95 with House Guest, and then he's like, oh, I'm going to do First Kid, and then Jingle All the Way. That dude was, like, lined up in 95, 96. That guy knew what was up. For, dude, I think Sinbad peaked in First Kid, though. He might have. Uh, yeah, he, he might be yeah. right. He might be right. Yeah. I mean, House Party was dope, but, I mean, he wasn't around for the second or third one. Nah. So, there was that. Mm-hmm. And then, mm, yeah. But really, though, what the fuck did happen to him after the 90s? He was in like, an episode it, of... um. Oh, what's it called? Uh, Martin. Uh, was he in Martin? I mean, I mean, that's a good show. I think he was in. He was made a cameo. Who knows? Uh, he was in. Um, uh, it's always sunny. Was he? At one point, I think I mean, he was in an episode of It's Always Sunny. Yeah, which is pretty good. Mm, I think he was. Or is no, that the, was that? I don't know if it was Always Sunny. Now that I, mm, I should look up. Is that the standard that we want to set for ourselves now? A cool footnote in your IMDb ch- uh, page? Yeah. Because like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So you had to live with now. Uh, hey Siri, what the fuck is a Hatchimal? I I got an exclamation point. Oh, and she thought I said Hatchable. Okay, hold on. Mm-hmm. Hey Siri, what the fuck is a Hatchimal? Yeah, Siri. I'll pretend I didn't hear that. And ah. <laughs> now what? Siri is a man. I huh. you know I was messing. Dang. Okay. Well, things have changed. Yeah. Hashtag new year, new me. Um, It is 2017. We're going to do things. We did things a little differently, and I'm glad we did it. We've decided to let the entire fucking year finish out. Go away. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, I mean, we've. So done with 2016. Jeez. A a really weird year uh, in, in, in many aspects, but also somewhat of a good year for video games and, and other uh, means of entertainment and At also least. really bad year in some means of entertainment, but in most ways, uh, yeah. We're just gonna talk about the video games, and we're gonna press forward, knowing that I mean we've got a lot of things to look forward to in 2017. But until then, we're gonna finish up with our annual Golden Zonkey special, uh, and Ooh. 
if this is your first Golden Zonkeys, then you're in for a treat because I'm who am I kidding? The, the, all the episodes are really fucking long. It's okay, but uh, yeah, we are going to break down category by category uh, nominations that we have carefully chosen uh, among everyone here at Press Pause Radio, and uh, at that point, we're going to discuss. Uh, each category and their respective nominations then conclude upon a winner and decide uh, amongst us that that is our de facto choice within that respective genre or category or distinction uh, best of 2016 and it will receive a uh, golden zonkey which is uh, at this point just our, our our cool little trope our cool little mascot our cool little dude he's a little he's a he's a guy he's a great guy he's awesome get to know him Probably we'll introduce you guys if you haven't already introduced them. Until then, uh, yeah, I think that about that. That's that's all that we really have to say on that. Let's go ahead and let's start the show. We've got we've got quite a few gems to fucking roll on through with. Yay! got all the festive spirit so we're gonna go ahead the order we're gonna break this down in is we've got uh best cerebral exerciser best studio of 2016 best publisher of 2016 best tearjerker or uh and that that's our way of saying the best writing that you could find when a video game released in 2016 best portable game best indie game best japanese game best action game best fighting game Best RPG, best shooter, best platformer, 
Game of the year, and finally, everyone's favorite, the fucking three-wheeled Mako of shame. Mm. So So easy to leave that for last, just to end on a bad (laughs) note. Oh, I know, right? Mm. (sighs) I mean, we usually get that one out of the way prior to the game. It just depends on our mood. How we're feeling about it at the time. Yeah, I wouldn't want to really leave 2016 behind on with us just shitting on something. So I'm sure we'll fucking find a way to uh, throw that in there. But yeah, uh, essentially, we uh, have our nominations. A lot of them were certainly tough. I mean, uh, generally, I I think the the one category that's always really hard to choose from for either a uh, breadth of choice or dearth of choice, depending on the year, is the fighting game uh, category. That one will be interesting to talk about. Uh, so well, we especially had quite a few different choices this year, kind of banner year. We did. That is true. I think last year was kind of a stretch, and I think this year definitely has a little bit more contribution. Yeah. Yeah. There's also, uh, it was it was pretty difficult to choose between mobile and indie. Uh, I think this one, if, if there's a challenge at all, it would be platformer this year. Oh, I, I disagree. I think platform's going to be a cinch. Or it might just be. Sorry, we'll, we'll it's, it's already in the bag. It's already in the bag. All right. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get the show started. I, I already know and, there's one uh, person on this cast that loves Way Forward, so oh, maybe. Uh, that's all we need. Two hours <laughs> and we're done. Yup. <laughs> that's how it works. This is already fucking open, <laughs> open shut case. Me, me and Sarah, done. man, just teaming up, tag team style. Double team. Yep. Like the tech and tag of PPR. It is. It is. We're, oh, we're the tech and shit. tag of PPR fucking sarah would be this is also a very easy thing to kind of vote on and decide because i haven't played any games this year you guys know (laughs) have you seen anything have you seen any contributions from me this year probably not probably not played a lot destiny yeah we we got to be pretty much in the same boat there man i mean yeah yeah so outside of retro i haven't really played much of anything this year pretty much yeah, but I mean, I, I definitely feel like I still had my finger on the pulse this year, but in actual games I played, I play a shit ton of Destiny, and you guys will be happy to know Destiny's not on this list at all, because it was yeah. just, nothing really changed. It was kind of all the same, so yeah, for me, it's kind of like um, I'm, I'm a canvas, so you can just kind of draw on me whatever you want, uh, but, I, I, but I have heard enough to know you know, certain games and certain things. So More than once when I was looking over the nominations, too, there were times where I'm like, oh, well, I'd love to put this uh, game in, but, I mean, it's already been released. Mm-hmm. Remasters were such a big thing this year. It's kind of unavoidable with that. Yeah, it, it is kind of tough when it comes to re-releases and um, remasters. It's always hard to qualify those as a game of the year if they've already come out once, unless yeah. there's, like, enough significant changes to said game to really warrant that it's kind of considered on its own um which doesn't happen very often especially this year there's a lot of hd remasters and remakes but nothing that i would say significantly changes the gameplay and and what was released from the original version of the game Hmm. um we tend to avoid putting those on the list anyway for the most part i mean i think the only one this year i would maybe even consider uh maybe rise of the tomb raider on ps4 as a re-release because they had all that dlc content they had additionally to it but same time it is the same game from last year so that one's kind of tough but yeah but at the same time i mean it's the first time that it's been on ps4 so i mean for i mean if there's a ps4 category yeah Mm. and not only that i believe that downloadable content is made available in the xbox one version it was yeah yeah yeah. i think they i mean mm, yeah i guess you could buy a different version of it with the dlc included i guess not physically but maybe digitally yeah yeah man this week this year was fucking weird 
Uh, there was I a think, lot of re-releases, but but it also was a it, good year for games. Like I think they finally hit their stride in, in some areas, and then they kind of fell back on other areas. Um, it was kind of a touch and go for a lot of things. Yeah, but even then, on a personal note, I I believe it's fairly synonymous. And again, I believe a lot of our personal lives really affected this aspect. But uh, I love how we glossed over about Tom Hardy being in a jingle all the way to like I could totally see that. But anyway, um I think that a, a big aspect I, I don't know if you're giving him enough credit as an actor or not enough. I don't know like I don't know. Hmm, you know, tough. it's it's too early to tell. Yeah, that's fair. That's <laughs> it's too fair. early to tell. Um Oh, the, the anyway, um yeah, I I think a big aspect really in conjunction with that is the fact that I I don't know about you guys, but in in all the years that we've been doing press pause radio and in even from its humble beginnings and growing it to what it is now and and just what we've done this year uh this is probably the year i've played the fewest video games mm. in all years in comparison and it was a pretty i had a lot of, it was a turbulent year for the most part especially in the beginning and then <laughs> it it definitely settled down into a nice happy medium but i don't know i'm i'm finding less and less time yeah uh for for certain games but i don't know hopefully we'll see what 2017 brings on, on that note i have to mute my microphone because i have to kill a spider that's on my yeah. microphone that's oh my god that, that's oh my jesus god. christ that's kind of that's kind of telling for you what leave you that just shit behind about. <laughs> yeah, man, it, it came back to get me, dude. It's not gonna let oh me go. God. One second, holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I don't even know what I do. Um, yeah, hashtag hazard pay. I think it's on my head. <laughs> <laughs> just, dude, just shoo oh it away. God. All right, I'm gonna mute again in case I hit the microphone with. What I assume would be something very heavy. Oh my god. Oh man. I couldn't even. How is. Oh my god. Mm. I, I, no, I know. No. Uh. I mean, I know we like our immersive gameplay, but. This is taking oh, it a bit too far. I can't even imagine, like, what kind of spider it was to, like. Like, Andrew's a big dude. I don't know. So I'm a big I don't know dude. What kind of spider? Would... Well, all right. To be fair, <laughs> yeah. To be fair, I'm. No, man. I don't know if there's one bug that's super freaky. It's a potato bug. Fuck those things. They're just. They're absolutely bulbous yeah. and fucking just. Also known as sand. Yeah, sand lice. Yeah, they're just really. Yeah, I had no idea that was another name for them. They're just—it's true. They're the David Cronenberg of fucking the insect <laughs> kingdom. I just I detest them so much. Lovely. Don't uh, don't don't judge me if you hear my audacity recording because I know I recorded everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh damn it! Oh shit! That's gonna that's gonna be interesting uh, to listen to. Yeah. The, Locked in the throes of Mortal Kombat. Oh, Christ. Oh, God, man. God, God, God thing. Man. I didn't like think you'd be the, like... It was like hiding in the shock mount of my microphone. It fucking... Jesus. Mm, no thanks. I didn't think you were going to be like man versus wild on the show. Um, yeah, man. Like, that was... That's unfortunately something. That's like a, that's like a, a precursor, I think, to the rest of the show. That I almost got mauled by a spider. Well, I mean, there was this one time where I found a... Uh, uh, 
I guess it was stashed away in a corner for a really long time, but like a laptop bag and friggin' this huge black spider comes out of nowhere and I'm like fighting it off with a broom in the kitchen. I can barely, I can barely uh, keep my sanity, but like, I can't stand the, the big fast ones. They're such a pain in the ass. Yeah. Oh, anyways. Yeah. Uh, I, I was a little louder than I should have been uh, fighting that well, thing off. And I don't know. I mean, it is though. They are predators by nature. I know they, he was going to eat me. That was going to be the end of my life if I didn't beat That's him then and true. there. Yeah. Yeah. If there is ever a shit animal that the I, you could find <laughs> in, like, within the property of your home that didn't fucking really need to be there, it would be a possum. Oh, what? the worst. I absolutely. You've worst. had a possum in your house before? Yeah, I've had a oh, possum <laughs> in my back area. Just And, like, the worst part is that, like, he fucking hung out in my backyard like I owed, I owed him rent. Mm-hmm. Like, I... <laughs> like, um, uh, what are you doing was, here? Jeez, what were we discussing? Okay, yeah, man. so... Okay, yeah. <laughs> no, there were just... There weren't a lot of video games that we... um Or there wasn't a lot of time this year for video games that I think. So, mm-hmm. it I don't know. It was probably I, just I more like... survival than anything else this year. Mm. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there was a... There were... I mean... As far as uh, our personal lives and, and the intrinsic changes with within us individually, as well as uh, everything else going on, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, that could change in 2017. Mm-hmm. But yeah, let's go ahead and get the show started. Sure, sure. like officially. Yeah. So we're gonna go ahead and tackle uh, the very first category. Away we go. Yes. for each thing yeah nice dude just i can't wait. just like we always yeah oh, i can't wait it's gonna be so good <laughs> one of these days man i'm just gonna give some i'm just gonna put way through some like public domain jazz music that we could just put in some nice i'll just like, end up composing a bunch swanky mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. like music almost kinda, yeah. like tangy mm. yeah there we go it's a new genre you can start tackling, sir. Yeah, maybe. I bet you've never heard of it before, but yeah. it's like, oh, it's kind, of, it's kind, of, it's kind of the newest thing in music right now. Yeah. Super hipster, jazzy. All right. Well, uh, so best cerebral exerciser. Best cerebral exerciser. This category is reserved for games that make you think, or otherwise uh, really push the uh, extended limits of your intellectual wall. Uh, or your problem-solving wall. Just, like, really, really get your motor going in terms of uh, fundamental thinking and processing. Uh, the category nominations that we have for Best Cerebral Exerciser are Super Hot, Super Hot, <laughs> uh, Super Hypercube, Noticing a Trend, Res Infinite, Super and The Res Witness, Infinite. <laughs> and anything that could knock Jonathan Blow's ego down a peg or two fucking will do me right, so I know what's not winning. 
I don't know. Uh, I'm, that, kidding. That, that's I'm a, kidding. That, that's tough for me. Um, and let, let's just kind of preface this, though, just from years past of us doing Game of the Year, or the Golden Zonkeys, as we call it here. Um, do we have the possibility of throwing an Audible? I know last time we got right. one freebie, right? We always have... Oh, yeah, we never explained Wild cards. that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, or the, yeah. or the so, rules in general. I mean, yeah, we're... Obviously, these nominations were... Uh, voted upon and, and agreed upon by a panel of people, but you know, uh, myself, Sarah, and George uh, will be the actual people voting on those said uh, nominations. Yes, uh, and I know in years past we've done kind of like if you want to throw one in that wasn't included, you have the option to do that, but you only get one of that those. That was our wild card rule. The I wild totally card. forgot about our wild yeah. card rule. I said that. Um, well, yeah. So the wild card does uh, come to play, I believe. Um, we reserved we had two wild cards that we had for each show mm. so um two in total so, we so would, like if mm-hmm. i throw one out sarah throws one out then that's it that would be it Ooh, i remember sarah, that's what the that. wild sarah, card was sarah throw one out mm. right now and i'll throw one on the next <laughs> day, right? and that's exactly why we limited it because every time you guys just fucking we didn't even do it we just did it despite each other <laughs> I, I, i'm also i'm also uh, conferring with my um my spiritual guide and my uh, video game confidant, which would be uh, Mr. James Wells. I'll make sure that I, I have him in all the time. He'll just throw in random texts to me, and I'll I'll throw him in. It's mostly just going to be insult George, and uh, probably complain about and complain about how much he hates uh, Zelda. So we can throw that in too. Yeah, my spirit animal is a pack of smokes and a two four A. What's that from? Is that, is that my brother? For, for, <laughs> oh, I was gonna say, what's that from? And Sarah's like, my my brain. I, nah, I don't know. All credit to my brother for that one. Nice, nice. His heritage, man. I like your brother. You, that, <laughs> that, was, that was cool. Brother sounds all right. It's like one of those Canadian heritage commercials that they used to play on the CBC back in the day. It's a part of our heritage. Mm-hmm. Nice, yeah. nice. Oh, jeez. I like, I, I like your family. Yeah, it's pretty. If great. I if I had a spirit animal, it would involve Jeff Goldblum and a tiger in some capacity. So with one of those, only assume that nine times it, out of ten, that like, might already be happening. Like with, for all we know, that like with, with one of those like two pods from the fly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice, nice. Which still beats the shit out of whatever James has to say. Hashtag <laughs> suck it, James. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, no wild card is still a thing. Did you already have a suggestion for wild card? Uh, no, for just wanted to see if that was still in the in the running this year didn't know if we had disqualified those or not no um but it's good no i have that in my back pocket just in case oh absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely so in all seriousness yes. the witness is something that i uh, enjoyed as far as a concept and it, it, for the most part it, it does follow through but then it falters on just being a bit too cryptic like to a fault. I, I think there's, at, at, at some point, whatever sort of uh, dynamics or, or logic that it, it tends to communicate or infer to the player uh, does fall flat, even, even if the pacing is nice enough to where it gradually introduces new concepts or, or, or methods that you have uh, within your repertoire to interact with uh, whatever... Uh, given puzzle is at hand for you to solve it i don't know man there there are times where i don't feel like i feel like whatever was um being thrown at me was being lobbed uh it it wasn't being lobbed at a point where it, it gave me 
much of a vantage to kind of break it down or decipher it. It was it was a, a lot of it is uh, sometimes to be completely honest, veiled bullshit, and like that that didn't make me. It di- I didn't feel rewarded or satisfied when I solved some of the puzzles. At some point, I, I eventually just I. Eh. Like it felt, it, it gradually boiled down to a chore, and there there are some points that you know were fun in, in seeing these weird changes within the island, uh, and seeing how the solution to one thing can solve something completely on the other side. Uh, but I don't know. There there's something about it that didn't quite gel with me after a couple hours in. It like that game starts off really strong and then it peters off, mm. like in, into a point of frustration. I, I think in this category, though, if you look at the base, like what it's actually being celebrated, the cerebral exerciser, you know, using uh, problem solving skills and, and, you know, using concepts and things that you can help progress and, and solve puzzles. I just feel like the other three in this category aren't necessarily cerebral exercising games because Super Hot, yes, Super Hot in a sense, like, it isn't in VR only, but it was kind of released on VR as well. Whereas Super Hypercube and Res Infinite, if I'm not mistaken, are VR only. I don't think Res Infinite is VR you only. You do that without VR? I, okay. So I feel like just like sometimes I'm, those games that are VR only kind of not not are disqualified, but are harder to consider for this category because they are VR specific. And Super Hypercube, and, and I would assume Res Infinite, me, to me it feels like it's more reflex based. Like, how quickly can you respond and how quickly can you react to, you know, especially Super Hypercube, because that's all it is, just knowing you know, the paces ahead of time and reacting quickly enough to get through the next, um, you know, open space. Yeah, it's essentially... And adding like, on to an, it. It's almost a... It's a three-dimensional Tetris would essentially applying a fourth dimension perspective. And, 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 see and that... wipe out the video game, kind of, where you have to, like, go through, like, yeah. the, the fitted area. Yeah. Um... I do think Super Hot has some strategy involved, especially how you don't, things don't progress, things don't move unless you move. So using that to your advantage or, you know, using that to strategize placement of where you're going to go next and, you know, how things are going to progress and how things are going to happen. But uh, it's tough for me with this one. I think Witness is the only one where you're sitting there actually racking your brain. You're actually writing down things and you have pa- you know piece of paper in front of you you have notepad opened whatever it is and you're thing- you know sitting here and you know jotting down things and trying to figure out how you solve this next puzzle or how this is going to be incorporated into the next thing you have to do how the mechanics are always kind of going into the next puzzle and how they kind of transition to each new thing that you learn in the world um, I just feel like the other ones are just more reflex based than anything else you're not really thinking or using a lot of problem solving and a lot of puzzle solving it's just kind of just reacting quickly enough yeah you know i i get what you're saying mm-hmm. there but at the same time i mean by that logic that would disqualify tetris as a puzzle game and see there there's puzzle okay. and thinking involved but there's reflex there, there are reflexes that's true i mean that's true puzzles even then there are a lot of reflex puzzles in witness as well mm-hmm. that are bullshit mm-hmm. So I mean I can I can see where you're going there. Yeah, but I I yeah I, the, I don't the Tetris comparison definitely kind of does ring true with with a lot of these uh, nominees as well. So I, I yeah I, I definitely agree with that. I just I, I okay the witness has merit. I'm not completely disqualifying that, but I really think it's a it's a bit overrated. 
Well, uh, just from my time with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Com- com- mean, coming from I, the people that made it, that's probably almost like a certainty. Yeah, I, I'm not not to say they didn't have fun with it. It's just that that fun, kind of like the the there was a certain charm to it that wore off, and then it it got a bit too obnoxious for its own good. That that's my problem with the witness. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and me, I don't know if I were to really like. Super Hypercube is one of those weird, like, it, it, it much in the vein of Tetris, like, it, it's a very simple concept that is incredibly complex, even though you mo- it might be considered a little one-dimensional. It's actually very, very complex in, in what you can do with it. Uh, that really took me for surprise, to be honest, but uh, Super Hot. I don't know. That's the gem for me out of this entire list. Just because, as I mentioned, there are times where you can't even uh, really shoot. There are times where you just have to strategize a a means of escape uh, and, like, just the sheer panic of knowing that, like, the moment you move is the moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, shit happens. But at the same time, like, you have... all freedom to essentially like sur- like survey your surroundings and see what you can do it to me it, it took the it, it took the dynamic of of being tacit in your actions and 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 essentially strategizing what you can do and really really pushing like the boundaries of uh essentially I, I don't know. It, it essentially, it made you stretch the imagination that the game allowed you to stretch in a way that was conducive. Like, The Witness does that, but then it wears you out. Mm. So, I don't, I don't know. I feel like, uh, not to say that you didn't come... You, I, I hit my... I hit a wall a couple times in Super Hot to where I'm just like, oh man, I really don't know what I'm doing here. And sometimes, it, it wasn't even just... A, something that I could attribute to the fault of the game, but just the fault of my personal skill, because maybe what I was doing was the right way to do it, just but my ability to carry it through just was fucking not, just not gonna cut it. Um, so, I mean, and, and to be honest, I could see some of that also applying to The Witness, but I don't know. I, I'm i honestly, I would be pressed between both of those. Mm-hmm. Rez is a really fun shooter, mm-hmm. And there are times where, like, I would say for certain aspects of it in terms of score and, and whatnot, it can it can be something that really gets you thinking, but it's not a requirement. It's not something that the game is founded upon, so yeah. it's not the most appropriate nomination, but given, again, I mean, I, I can mean, see... I mean, as far as all of the versions of Res that I played, they all really had a very cerebral sort of feel to them, you know, versus the many other types of rail-style shooters that have been out there, so, mm-hmm. I mean... Is, is that yeah, kind of what that... you're leaning towards there, or how do you feel about well, this Well, Res is the only point of reference I've got for this category. Okay. Yeah. I could see that, too. I could definitely see, you know, obviously... You probably look at that game and see concepts and, and, and mechanics that, you know, maybe someone that plays it normally wouldn't see. Because I'm sure there's going to be kind of like different nuances of that game that, you know, with your expertise would see in there more than, you know, someone's just playing it just because it has a good soundtrack or it looks really cool. Yeah, maybe a little bit, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there are times where you have to apply a, a certain rhythm, mm-hmm. not only just to succeed well, but or I mean, to necessarily score well, but just to succeed mm. so um 
I, I can see where res there too, just yeah. maybe not within the the typical sense that you would categorize these uh, choices for the uh, Golden Zonkey Award uh, that were disgusting. Um, I mean, for me, it, it kind of falls between Super Hot and Witness. I mean, I'm already kind of a fan of Super Hot just from you know word of mouth and what I've seen. Uh, I haven't played it a whole lot, and I know the VR version that came out recently is supposed to be really good as well. And if anything, that'd be the best game I think to play in VR. I think that would lend itself pretty well to that. Um, but Res does really well in VR. Oh, too, I believe though. it. I believe it. Yeah, I can imagine that'd be a good application of that for sure. Um, but no, I think for me, I kind of fall between Super Hot or Witness on this one. Um. So I'm, yeah, I'm kinda, same here. Yeah. And then Sarah's got a vote well, in for Res. Hmm. Do you feel like you lean towards anything else besides Res, or is that a pretty definitive one for you, Sarah? Yeah. Again, Res is the only point of reference I've got. Fair enough, fair enough, yeah. Like I said, I, I've i watched and seen a lot of these games, and I've played a, a little bit of Super Hypercube, and you know, I played some Witness, but for me, you know, I, my reference isn't probably going to be as in-depth in as, as George's is. I think I can sway towards Witness. I mean, I'm not... It's funny because I definitely came in really bagging this game, but like I, I said, I've always appreciated. Are... Although people say what they will about you know Jonathan Blow, I've always appreciated that when he does a game, he he wants you to stay like stay away from walkthroughs, stay away from looking up the solution because that's kind of what his thing is is you figuring it out on your own and and having that enjoyment of I, I figured out this puzzle on my own or I got the you know solution on my own, and, and I feel like you have to kind of. Th- that that does require some some merit. I mean, whether you want to give him props or not, that that's your choice, of course. Oh no, but, I do. I mean, but I, I do I'm, appreciate that. That's something that is rarely seen in game development or in games that are released in general. And I feel like, as well as that game has been, you know, commercially, I mean, it did well in sales. I would assume. Um, but the only problem with Witness, goddamn that price. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, like, that's the one thing I can say against it is that price point is ridiculous. I'm sorry, like. 15 20 bucks cool anything other than that like that's like 40, 40 bucks dollars. come on man like I, I i get it i don't even know if it's that long i mean it really... regardless it's still it's a lot to ask for that kind of a game you know these these are you know especially at that kind of level of development but you know that being said i think that's the one thing that kind of i have to count against it but i just like the idea that that's something that's still being made and something that's being produced yeah, all, all facetious ribbing aside, because again, I like it's what you do. I with like Jonathan his games. Blow. Sorry, it just it, it happens. Yeah, but there are times where, like, I that is that is the intent. That is the fundamental uh, core of the witness. Is something that essentially the solution is there and can be intuitive if you really, really like push your ability and and means of foresight to like see through to said solution but there are times where it was just you know it was it was cryptic it was to the point where like okay you don't want me to use a walkthrough but like there isn't something that's inherently here like that like the process of me carrying out this particular solution doesn't feel very organic like there was one with a statue that just oh my god that was dumb it, it like I got to it, but I didn't feel good about it. I was frustrated at like, and and again, I I think my frustration really stemmed from the fact that again, you you're laying this, uh, this invisible meta expectation of me essentially testing my own merit. Like you know, you're you're essentially giving me the meta nuzlocke of of fucking seeing through to the solution of this puzzle on my own, but. 
like, I don't know. There, there are times, and granted, a lot of this could just stem from frustrations with my own capacity, which I, you know, I, I won't, I won't cop out and say no, uh. But some of it is a little too cryptic, I would say. Whether whether you're you consider yourself a, a fairly bright thinker or, you know, some of the shit really does stump you. I mean, either way, I think some of it isn't as it's it's just it doesn't come to you as naturally as it should when when you give it the appropriate amount of investment. Uh, I to that effect i don't know it it, it it shit bugs me at times with it but i think i ultimately when it comes down to uh right down to it i mean super hot does really it really strains like your it, it'll push you into making some decisions that you didn't think about like in terms of physics mm-hmm. and like your available actions but i mean and when, when all well, when all of it's said and done, I mean, it, it's really it. It's a physics platformer and shooter at, at most. I mean, the witness is apparent. The witness is essentially a first-person Professor Layton, uh, almost. I mean, it isn't as text-heavy with with its logic puzzles, but like I got a, I, I essentially got like, huh, this could be the evolution of Mr. Layton to some extent. So. It, it definitely has more depth and variety. I I think I'm going to have to give the nod to Witness. Okay. And I, I would agree with that as well. Well, I think the two to the two out of one looks like the uh, vote goes to the Witness. So we've got our very first golden zonkey. You are a winner. All right. Let's see. Our next category. Best Studio Ooh. of 2016. Yeah, this one's going to be a fucking toughie. I think I know what I'm going to lean towards. Uh, I'm I'm definitely stuck on two of them for sure. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. There's, there's three of them. One, yeah, but maybe not so much. But let's go over the nominations. So nominated for the best studio of 2016, we have Naughty Dog, Blizzard, Id, and Devolver. Mm-hmm. So let's hear Sarah's thoughts. Sarah, I, I'm pretty sure you played out of all of us, I think, the most uh, from Devolver this year, right? I don't think I played anything from Devolver this year, actually. Um, uh, I know I played Lift, like Lift Rouse just was, I don't know, two years ago now? I, I think outside of that, I haven't played much else. I mean, what else have they done? Let me see here. Like, I mean, I think they came out with like Enter the Gungeon this year, but I mean, there's just well, no. Like, I believe Luffrousers was uh, Vlambeer. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. They they published Vlambeer's game. I, I'm not huh. sure if they do much okay. in. Yeah, that's yeah. A weird. They they are part studio, part publisher, part distributor. I think I've seen them so... more as publisher lately than studio, though. Yeah. Um, what yeah. what they, they've developed internally. I. I don't even know. Maybe Enter right the Gungeon, now. but I'm not even sure. I definitely feel like they, they definitely have branched out as a publisher. Like, they, they put out a lot of stuff. Right. Yeah. They've actually, yeah, no, they've branched out into being a publisher. They've actually stopped being a studio. Okay. Well, <sighs> then Devolver Digital doesn't really count here. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and pretend. Wow, that's embarrassing. Can't believe that went through. Could, could um, you maybe somehow wildcard it into best publisher? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, 
Yeah, we can just we could wildcard way forward. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm also okay with that. We, I'm also okay with that. I'm too. okay with putting way forward there, to be honest. I mean, with, right, with so, except Ashante though, did they have anything this year besides that? No, really. did come, I want to say that, did Shante come out in 2016? Yeah, yeah yes, yes, yeah. he did. Oh god, uh, we're only three days into this year. Holy shit! Two <laughs> god, games felt, felt a lot longer. Oh god. No, well, WayForward's also done something else, I want to say, other than they've done two things. But really, I mean, if you look at the other studios on the list, they haven't done a whole lot either. I would say Blizzard's probably the one that's done the most between them. So, Mm -hmm. to be fair, I wouldn't wouldn't hold, like, the number of releases or achievements within a year to them. It's it's the, Mm -hmm. the content, weight, and quality of said thing. So, yeah, let's go ahead... Let's put way forward there instead okay. of devolver. Okay. Holy okay. shit, that was embarrassing. God, we gotta. I I I have to like Man. fucking. We're not here to do a good job, George. Come on, it's fine. yeah. Silly me. What was I thinking? Nah, it's um, cool. I do also like that we're looking at a list that says best studio 2014. I just wanted to bring that up too. Yeah, I totally that I I saw that too. When I mean, I, hey, like, I'm I'm okay with going back to 2014. Man, that was a good year. That was an <laughs> it was a good year. year. It was a great year. It was our year. Right, it was all right. I think I, I think it was thinner then. I was not. Shit, I can guarantee you that. <laughs> I I can put money yeah, on that. I sir. do believe that we are in the same sinking ship, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was so, I was eating a lot of stuffed crust pizzas back in 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah. Uh, honestly, okay. So let's break them down. Naughty Dog, and and like I will make no secret, uh, like no bones about yeah, it. Yeah, that's. Yeah, Uncharted Four mm-hmm. is is an incredible game. I it's a crowning achievement. I agree, absolutely. Like they have every reason to be proud of of their accomplishment with that release. Um, and you know, and, and and also not just as a studio that released a game, but what's on the horizon for them as a studio is also very exciting. Um, I really wish I fucking finished Uncharted Four. I really should have done that. It you really should have. It has one of the most rewarding endings. Like that's the thing. I. I didn't give Uncharted 4 a perfect score that I believe when I when we reviewed it for Press Pause mm-hmm. Radio, but um, I I would have to say that I have never felt so satisfied at a conclusion. Like I have never, I think if anything, it only did more to reward my uh, investment into the into the series and my attachment to the characters to see it come. Essentially, just there was such a immense satisfaction seeing everything come full circle. Uh, with Uncharted 4 that I don't think I've really experienced with just not even just video games but any any media as a whole like just seeing something come to a conclusion and I I really I don't know man like we've we've said that before though and that's why I can't say like it it, like to me it feels like a definitive conclusion but speaking of which I mean you could have said the same thing about The Last of Us and here we are we we have the last of us part 2 like looming over us and like just whatever that may bring and and how it goes about it and i don't even know how to feel about that to be honest mm-hmm. i'm sure that's going to be an entirely different show but i and and i'll talk more about uncharted later uh, as we get through the list but i think you know id i i i definitely want to give the the kudos to as well because they I, I don't know. They had us worried. 
I mean, I, I think everyone wrote that game off before it even came out, like gave it no chance in the world of succeeding. Uh, I remember the multiplayer beta, like that was all they had to show for it. And that was such a lackluster beta. Like that multiplayer, even now, is so just cookie cutter. It, it's just there's no excitement about their multiplayer whatsoever. So people re- assuming that's what they had to go on for the game, that it was DOA. And, yeah, and and then shit came out, and you're like, fuck, <laughs> holy shit. It, yeah, no, it was really intense. So I, man, Do, Doom Doom um, was like just that. If you could have a surprise of the year, Doom was was it. Like, just, I could not believe how good that game was and how, like, how it knew exactly what was good about Doom and what was good about that game and about that genre that it created. And then just taking it and just being like, yeah, this is, everything's good about this. Like, just every little bit of that game and the music and how fast and how frantic it was is just fucking awesome, man. Like, that's such a cool thing to like and you're so happy for them like you're so happy like man this thing could have been a disaster and end up being like one of the best things of the year just it's always good to have that story because you don't get those stories very often and and by all means it definitely deserves that like i man i i i still can't believe like i after reviewing like finishing my review with doom i i kept coming back i kept wanting to do wanting to play more like it wasn't done for me there aren't a few games like again we and we we've said this before the those games where the moment you finish the credits and you're just sitting there and you're just digesting everything that you've done that you just go back for more mm-hmm. you're just you're you're just that hungry for it and doom did that it yep. was so i totally agree i don't know uh but when it comes down to this I, though just in terms of the studio that was most success successful this year uh, or this year's past I should say um I my my votes for Blizzard although I really want to give it to id because of what they accomplished with Doom I feel like Blizzard this year was able to not only reinvigorate uh, a a genre and a franchise that they had had out for over a decade uh when they released Legion uh, because that brought a lot of people back to WoW. I know it's it's just something that's not a popular game to talk about, really. I know not a lot of people are into WoW, um, but you gotta admit when that when that expansion came out, like a lot of people fucking went back to play WoW, and it was actually good again. Because I'm pretty sure that did come out this year. Am I am I correct on that? Uh, well, there was that. There was Overwatch, and, obviously and then Overwatch. there was Hearthstone. Uh, Hearthstone was already out. I think that's it. Hearthstone came to probably maybe. No, I'm, I'm talking about the expansions. Uh. Like, yeah, but are those really, like, I don't know. Like, I'm sure people I that play know, Hearthstone dude. on a regular basis are excited about those expansions, but I never really gave m- much attention to those expansions. I was more excited about the actual base game itself. Um, but no, I mean, you're right. Like, there's expansions to that, and, um, you know, and people are playing that, of course. But um, I really feel like them bringing out Legion and, and getting people back into WoW again was kind of a big deal. And then Overwatch just... They completely took on a genre that no one thought they had any, any like, reason to be a part of. Like, there's no reason for them to be into a genre like that with a first-person shooter, Team Fortress-based kind of style. Nobody thought they would be able to do that. And that was stemming from them releasing Project Titan, which we all thought were just going to be a sequel to WoW or an MMO. And nobody thought they'd do it, and that came out and ended up being, like, probably the biggest game of the year. I mean... Everyone I know is playing Overwatch in some capacity. Uh, people that have no interest in shooters whatsoever, they're playing Overwatch. And I just feel like as a studio, 
they, they, they took it and were successful in so many genres that they no one thought they'd be able to do and nobody thought they'd be able to, to accomplish and they did it um i think that speaks so highly of a studio to be able to be that versatile like every genre they take on they can they can not only do but do well and almost are the best in that genre when, when they when they take it on um yeah for me i, I say it's blizzard and, and i know that's just you know like i said i really want to give it to it because of doom and how successful and how much of a surprise that was but i mean in my in my case i think blizzard is just the studio like they it's like with Rockstar, like you know, when you have a game coming out from that studio, you know it's a good game. Like it will be universally well liked, um, pretty much without a fault. Except for La Noir. I yeah. yeah, I guess, but I still like La Noir. I, I still like La Noir too, yeah. but um, yeah. or or Max Payne three. I like Max Payne three too, I'm, dude. That game was good. Mm, mm, but you didn't review it. But I played so. it. And, and that and that, that <laughs> health song at the end in the airport is fucking dope. All right, that I can give that you that. Shit is cool. That is a dope song. Mm-hmm. So I I have to agree as well. I mean, even then, I don't. I have not played Overwatch as much as you. I would mm-hmm. like to. I don't play but even then, either. I remember we. Ex- well, I don't know. We extensively played the shit out of the beta and mm-hmm. the free weekends. I've 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 definitely I, I've seen Overwatch bring together a a collective that I didn't think would get involved or mixed together like people who are just looking for essentially something to tie them over because everybody's playing and it's a shooter and like oh no Call of Duty will come out some point later and even then they found themselves enjoying it and kind of immersing themselves more into a world that like a world that went beyond it's shooting frame work that that I don't know. I think it won people over who were not fans of shooting uh, in spite of its framework, even though it has a very good one, despite certain flaws that now people are, are still to this day, like dissecting within the metagame. But just the fact that like, I don't know, there there are times where like I really, really appreciate what Overwatch has done. And maybe there are other times where I'm just like, oh, I just, I never anticipated it would, it would get as big as it has. I, I do, if anything, the only, like, beef that I have with it is that I, I think they're, hmm, I don't know. So, I mean, within time of this recording, and we've already dated it, so I'm coming out, I am in full support of the Tracer reveal. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. Uh, and I, I love that they did that. But there's something about the fact that it was done after months of the game being successful and and being that success that that reveal came to fruition. And I thought it was a little it was a bit duplicitous for the fact that, like, you know, this was this like weird, cool, like I almost felt like it was pandering. I mean, if it was as genuine as it came as it was portrayed to be, then then why not? Why not put that factoid out there from from, from the get go? You know, and, and it was almost like, uh, you know, now that we've got this train, now that we've got this gravy train rolling, I mean, let's let's go ahead and let let's throw on a four course for it. Let let's set it let's set it into fucking Pander Town and like, I, but I I don't know. I think that's a bit too cynical of me. So I am very much in support of it. Uh, but the fact that it's had such an effect and it's given people of the LGBT uh, Q community something to uh, not necessarily idolize but something like a, a frame of reference within uh, the mainstream of video games it, like 
that's just awesome. And it plays really well. I I think another thing too, unlike Destiny, unlike other uh, contemporary shooters, or I wouldn't even say contemporary, but like like-minded uh, games. Fucking, I, I don't know why I blanked there. Um, I think Blizzard has definitely been uh, the most consistent with supporting and uh, maintaining the metagame, the the content. Even then, like there are new maps. The if anything, I will say the the most. No, I'll take it back. Like the reveal was cool. I, I wasn't saying it was disappointing, but the Sombra fucking reveal was stupid. That I hope they never do again. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the ARG and all that kind of stuff and. People knew it was coming, but just, like, they had to fucking draw that shit out. It was drawn out to, like, what? Like, three trolls? Like, this is like, oh, 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 no. We we're going to need a little bit more. It was just to a point, I, I think they, they drew it out a little too much to the point where people didn't care anymore. It hurt them, and then they realized it, and then it just came out of nowhere. So, and they've, I don't and know, but the yeah. The thing about their communities, they've always been quick to respond. Like, if the community has a legitimate issue with something, even if it is kind of, like, pretty trivial. Like, I know the recent one with the winter event was people were pissed off about May's outfit they had. I don't even know why they were pissed. I don't even know what the concern was personally, but people were pretty, like, upset about it. Maybe it just wasn't very I, good. I still don't understand it either, just because she was in a Santa I, I'm, I'm really not sure, but at least they're, like, quick to respond. And, 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 you know, same with the Tracer reveal. Like, if they had people online that were upset and they were displeased, they were like, well, that's sorry. Like, that, that sucks for you, I guess, if you're not in, you know, if you're not in agreement with it, but that's not why we did it, you know? Like, that's just, that you know, they kind of stick to their guns, which I appreciate, because I feel like there's a lot of developers and studios that would either buckle under the pressure about everything that went wrong or would not respond at all even if it was a legitimate concern i feel like they they have a good balance <coughs> of that sean marie <coughs> mm-hmm. anyway i'm sorry what no, you, have, you actually have to respond at all to to you know have a yeah. <laughs> you, you need to not be radio silent for four months you know um but you know i feel like that's you know that's something that they they do pretty well and i don't think they'll get it right every single time but you know they'll they'll learn from those experiences and learn from those mistakes um yeah and and, and i think they hide they, they hold their community in a high regard um which i think a lot more studios and a lot more games should probably do um because they're not all the assholes you see online they're complaining and bitching about stuff there are some good people um and i think they treat them well which is good what do you think sir well the way that i see it is Blizzard was able to sort of step out of their their established norm. Like, it's not just another MMORPG or strategy game um, that we're seeing here. This is like a brand new genre for Blizzard that really hasn't been done before. And that they were able to draw in such a huge community and, you know, craft a game with such a following. And, you know, uh, it seems to be standing up... Uh, at least so far, and, and maintaining its its popularity, I think that's something that has to be recognized, mm-hmm. uh, especially since it's something totally new for them. So, uh, I, I'd say that Blizzard's got it. I like. I right. like that we're in agreement. Well, that's always a nice thing. It doesn't happen too often, dude. It yeah, they really earned it. But I mean, this was a hard one. They're all going to be hard, but this one was honestly hard. So there we go. Golden Zonkey to the best studio of 2014 <laughs> uh, goes to. Fucking uh, Blizzard. You are a winner. You keep on saying so, that you're going to make me think it is, man. I'm going to be fucking creeped out. I'm not going to know where I am. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the only... that. Oh, no. Yeah, it's our, it's just our coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. Like, it was such a fucking... Why not? Go, go, let's yeah, let's think... Go of back to a different time. Better times. But anyway, 
going forward with the best publisher of 2016 for the Golden Zonkey. Best publisher. We have the nominations. Square Enix, Nintendo, Bethesda, and Dejica. And okay, I personally am yeah. not familiar with Dejica. Um, can someone please enlighten me? Okay, so Dejica has really made an effort to bring a lot of really high-profile uh, indie and and even non-indie Japanese stuff to Western audiences. They're essentially, I would call them the modern-day working designs. Oh, wow. I, I don't know if I'd call them the modern-day working designs. I'd say the modern-day working designs is Gaijin Works. You know what I mean? Because yeah. aren't there like aren't there like publishers like Rising Star and some of those that try to bring out a lot of the Japanese specific titles? Oh yeah, they still do that. Still, but yeah, they still do that. But Dejika, they're, they're kind of hit or miss though. Yeah, right. Ri- it seems like Rising Star does stuff like Beyblade too, right? So there is that. Okay, but um, Dejika though they've uh, they've sort of gotten on the ball, especially in the shooting game community, with you know really really high profile stuff. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, but there is also the um, like the uh, the game making suites. Like they brought over RPG Maker MV, which you know that that fosters sort of a um, it's it sort of does the whole game design thing for for people that are that want to sort of take their first steps into making their own games. I think they made also one called I think Tyranno Builder or something like that, which is like a a visual novel style uh, make your own game. So there's. There's more than just bringing games over. They really do foster a uh, a creativity side to uh, to games as well, which I think is great. But they, yeah, they 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 definitely romanticize Japanese game design in a way that's really fucking cool. I would say that one of my favorites from the publisher, even though I don't, this didn't come out this year, I believe, or I'm sorry, in 2016. Oh no, it did come out in 2016. Great. Uh, was back in 1995. I fucking really, really enjoyed that game, even though it's, like, intentionally shitty, but shitty in in just the fact that, like, it goes back to harken, like, the trend of survival horror games back in the 90s. But even then, like, <laughs> they brought Code of Princess to Steam. They've oh, done yeah, quite a bit. Uh, Phantom, uh, oh, Phantom, Phantom Breaker, Breaker yeah. that was originally... Yeah. Uh, yeah, they've done a lot. Like, the, the reason why I use the analogy of... Uh, modern day working designs as well. Yeah, Gaijin Works is that. I mean, what the fuck have they been doing lately? I don't know. Like, so, um, they, dude, they've kept really, really busy. Mm-hmm. Like, I, uh, but even then, they've also, like, just a bunch of different stuff on Steam. Like, they, they keep active on Steam. Uh, they, like, have some games within the mobile space, too. Like, I, they really, like, they extended beyond just being like uh, a publisher for shooters because, like, they're the. I believe that's how you also got Darius Burst as well, right? Yeah, they're like they're still making content for it too, even like a full year later. It's nuts, right? But even then, like Sayonara Umihara Kawase, like oh yeah, that was a good series. Yeah, they did bring that back. Yeah, like which man, the fucking Umihara Kawase trilogy. I was really stoked that they brought that because I I bought that on. But they they also even made like a VR component to it, which is pretty nuts. The, the V how the fuck do you VR that? I don't even know, but they managed to do it. It's, it was a free add-on. Yeah, no, but Dejika they do a lot of cool Japanese stuff. Now, uh, the other publishers though, I mean, I don't know, I I'd be hard pressed to have Bethesda on this list. I mean, on one hand, Doom. 
on other hand, Bethesda's been kind of a shitheel in terms of uh, a publisher. I'm... I don't know. I, I, I assume not, this uh, is in concerns of their uh, policy on early access for review games? Well, that and among other things, just their... I think it was just their demeanor and their their like tone of address towards it. It it, it almost it, it had a a hint of contention. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't a fan uh, of that. I mean, it was almost like they... I, I feel like they still released uh, yeah Doom. They published uh, Dishonored Two, which I think is a pretty well received game. Uh, I guess Skyrim Remastered, if that's your thing. People were kind of pumped about oh, that coming back no. out. I mean, not, not not for me. Don't get me wrong, not for me, but just in general. You know the gaming consensus seems like it didn't like a lot even of come out. It didn't come out well, though. That's also something like, I've heard that's... as well. Yeah, I've also heard that too. Um, and I guess they'd also. I mean, ESO is not setting the world on fire or anything like that. But they 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 had yeah, like gold edition come out this year, I think too. It's there. Yeah, it's a thing. I mean, it's there. Yeah, it's still around. Uh, I I also feel like I'm not really too keen on Nintendo being on this list, with the exception of Pokemon. Like what? I mean, yeah, they're aside from Pokemon, which in a lot of that, I will have to say, is more in conjunction to the to the anniversary of Pokemon's 20th anniversary. It, I don't know. Yeah, for me, I, I feel like Nintendo. I, I don't feel like they, they really fit this mold um, in the same sense that you're kind of against Bethesda in, in a way. Um, I OK, so I don't believe they should win. I'm there with you. Okay. I we're we are brothers in arms mm. there. But to be fair, I think that Nintendo has been doing what it can to try to extend beyond its comfort zone and realize that they need to foster some rally and and goodwill back into their brand. They've done that with the Switch reveal and the fact that Super Mario Run was the first step, along with Mitomo, like those things, it's, like I, it's I, a, it's I wanted a step to see in that direction of them being a little more flexible. I think as a company, which is good, but they had to follow up with good product. I mean, it's not just the intention; it's the result of those intentions. Like they have to come out with good product, and I don't see that yet. Yeah. Well. Then yeah, I, you, you I, really I, fucking got I'm me okay, there. I'm like, okay with being proven wrong, though. I'd be more than happy to be proven wrong. Um, hey, I'd be more than happy to do that. But you, uh, dude, I am without the ammunition to do so, sir. You have fucking bested me on that one again. They weren't gonna win. They, no, yeah, I understand. I mean, yeah. the same frustrations. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I and we'll. I don't want to foreshadow too much because we will definitely talk about the fucking NES classic. Yeah. But like that. There's no way that that whole situation was not intentional. There's just no fucking way. I I don't I don't know. I maybe it's a testament to I to to the current like climate of uh, consumer availability, and at the same time maybe not because I I don't know. I mean it's kind of it's kind of hard to sort of get foresight on allocation, but then again it's also not, especially when you know it's a fucking hit within the first month. So. You Shit know, could have been figured I, out I, by now. <laughs> yeah, 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 really could have. But I, again, I, I feel like there's uh, frustrations that I would air with uh, other entities in, in concern to that whole fiasco. Like, I almost think it's not entirely responsible to point the finger entirely in Nintendo, but majority. I would say like 90%, mm-hmm. if not 95 But yeah, I mean, 
I, I do still want to give credit to Nintendo for doing some things. But yeah, no, they, they done fucked up in ways too gotcha. that like Um so, no. so do you feel like it comes down to Square Enix and uh Dead Chicago? I kinda think so, yeah. Yeah, it kinda does. Yeah. And to be honest, Square Enix, um in the mobile space, they've definitely I think that that was redemption number one with Bravius uh exes i mean just with final fantasy but, in but, general but now ariana grande is going to be in the game so is it really redemption hey man it's a it it's but a i thing. don't know i think uh Bra- brave x vs was sort of overshadowed by like record keeper which you know that's that's still going strong even today yeah but record and being overshadowed also by their by their ridiculous pricing of their mobile games still uh yeah yeah well, see, Bravius is, I believe, free to play. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. oh, it is, yeah. But so is Record Keeper. Free to play with an asterisk next to it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, but there was also like Mobius Final Fantasy, and I don't know if you've seen that, but dude, mm. it looks freaking amazing even on older phones. Yeah, it does. Like look... we had it running on a Note three, and it looked pretty much mm. on par with anything on consoles today. It was freaking. Yeah, it does yeah. look goddamn good. But even then, World of Final Fantasy. As a publisher, uh, I, like that, they, they, they got like Tomb Raider, Hitman, like there's some there's some good shit coming out of them as a publisher for sure. Yeah, they they did very well on both fronts, but as a studio, I think, and even then, this may foreshadow a lot of my thoughts uh, later on. Again, not not to give away a lot, but um, there's dude, just oh, so. So much uh, that, like, I so much love for Final Fantasy Fifteen that I, I had, I don't know, I had no expectation or idea that, like, I that that would even happen. It was, it was still, yeah. I, and I'll go more into detail with that, but I, I think if anything, they've really found a way to win back my goodwill. Uh, that I that I had for the brand at first. I don't I don't think I have any reason to really roll my eyes mm-hmm. at them anymore. Um, and I don't know they between that and and the fact that like there there's been a a level of consistency that's been just refreshingly admirable. Like I don't know. I really I'm I would have to kind of throw my hat with Square Enix. They they really hit it out of the park this year. In, in multiple ways and I they, they essentially put themselves back on the radar for me like they're they were an entity that was always there but never really had the same kind of excitement that I used to have for their their prior works other than like I don't know I I really felt like I romanticized Square Enix uh, to just my attachment with them growing up in, in, in video games and lately like they were just a thing that was there that like I could check out from time to time. And even then, again, I I will be a stalwart defender of fucking Final Fantasy thirteen, but that also doesn't mean that I won't admit the game is still very flawed. It's still not a good Final Fantasy game, but it's not a horrible Final Fantasy game. I still think it's better than eight, like by all means but i mean i digress like square enix like took all these things into consideration they most importantly got their heads out of their own asses and then they they were able to produce something that like was amazing and then they also produced quite a few other remarkable things they they really made 2016 theirs yeah, dragon quest builders so, is another one i remember coming out that seemed like it was pretty good yeah yeah 
It was very good. Yeah, I can't believe I even forgot that. Yeah, man, they they they've done quite a bit, and and even then, like they they have more on the horizon, and I I don't know. It's just weird. Like the very first episode of Press Pause Radio over seven years ago, we were still ta- we were talking about Final Fantasy versus thirteen. That fucking like the very first episode, and now here we are, and we're like, it's out. Mm-hmm. It's a thing. It exists. Hmm. I mean, I can lean either way. I feel. Like Square Enix or Dejica, I think I can kind of go either way with them because I think they both excelled and did well in what they offered to the industry. Whether it was Square Enix being, you know, a publisher and being being in that same regard as other really big AAA publishers, like they put out their you know internal games and they put out other games from other developers, and they've all been pretty well received. Um, you know, I feel like they did well in that space, and then Dejica. You know, from from what Sarah mentioned, and just from knowing how hard it is to get those kind of games released here, you know, um, on our side of the, the the planet, like that can be tough. And I feel like people that are able to do that and do it well, and also, you know, be able to port the game over to the standards of the people that like that genre, um, you know, I think that's that's something to be kind of honored and kind of you know celebrated as well. So it's tough for me. I could go either way. Um, and the way that I see it too is that you know, Dejica. It's one thing to bring out games for you to consume, and that's all fine and good, and that definitely has its place. But being able to not only uh, produce games to consume, but also create... It, it's sort of like teaching a man to fish. <laughs> mm. It's all fine and good to eat a meal that someone else has prepared, but, I mean, when you can create you know, new content yourself and sort of become a part of what is now a thriving indie community i think that really stands out as well let's see i man like Like i said it's tough for me because i feel like they both excel in their you know contributions uh i don't want to i don't doubt what dejica has done but i don't know i feel like in in terms of what they've done in 2016 versus what they've done Versus what Dejica's done in 2016, I, I feel like Square really deserves it. I don't know. Something. I don't know if I can... I mean, should we wildcard it here? Uh, I mean, but by wildcarding, what do you mean? Would you bring another publisher into the conversation? I... Yeah, and I'm trying to think of who else really... Uh, no, actually, uh, I don't want to wildcard yeah, it. I'm sticking with Square. Yeah, it, I guess, ultimately, for me, I, I feel like, although I do appreciate um, any kind of community-driven publishing of games, especially games that are kind of hard to get on the, you know, on this, you know, in our market. Um, I think that's something to be definitely mentioned and kind of, you know, celebrated. I I do feel like Square Enix still, I think, has to get it just because of the fact that, you know, Final Fantasy in its own right, obviously, that came out and that was a thing and people were excited about it. They put so much stuff behind Final Fantasy XV this year. I mean, all the stuff they did to promote that game, like it's all over the place with the anime and the manga and the movie and all the stuff that they threw out to make people know that Final Fantasy 15 was coming out. Um, and, and yeah, I think Hitman was well received and, and really kind of another surprise um, for this year, especially like with other games like Doom coming out and Hitman coming out and, and being this like episodic game release when it had originally been announced as a actual full. retail release and then they went back on that and said okay now it's gonna be episodic it's gonna be five episodes and everyone just like no that's fucking stupid like they're they're gonna ruin it and they end up being like another great game 
Um, I think I think yeah, I think Square Enix does does get it uh, because they took those chances and they they tried different things and it ended up working out well for them. I think if anything, as a publisher, them taking risks. You know, knowing that the outcome may not be to people's liking, but then taking those risks anyways, and then having those succeed, I think is something that is is of a good publisher. That they're not sticking to just like we're going to release the same game the same way every year. Then you get into like the Activision EA kind of standards, and that's what people are done with. They're kind of tired of that. So I feel like Square Enix did kind of do different things and embraced things differently, and I think they were successful because of it. Um, so yeah, I, I think you have to give it to Square. I think in this instance. All right, then. Well, with that being decided, we have Square Enix for the best publisher of 2016. And it is received our golden donkey. For that, we're going to move on to our next category, which is going to be... God, these are all really fucking hard. They're like, they're like... I want to pick all of them. Mm. They, I just, I want to just Oprah this entire list and be like, you get a golden zonky and you yeah, get a golden zonky. Our podcast zonky, would only be 15 can't. minutes long. That'd be probably awesome. Yeah. It <laughs> might, might be okay. <laughs> oh, you guys. All right. Well, we'll try to, we'll try to get through these. Um, we're almost, we're almost there. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the next category <laughs> is George. Best tear jerker. Mm-hmm. Best writing of the game. Best tear jerking writing. Uh, that uh, with the nominations being that dragon cancer, the last guardian, Firewatch, and oxen free. Um, this is tough because I'm gonna be honest. I mean, okay, so so it's so hard to categorize this because I think having a sad game or a you know as we call it the tear jerker slash writing, it's so hard to like because some of those do one or the other really well. Like, I feel like you're going to have the games that are really sad and impactful, but then you're also going to have the games that have good writing and good, good, you know, uh, just overall just good composition, you know? Engaging. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But, like, best writing for Last Guardian? How? It's just the do- dog well, bird thing, and, and, and the kid goes, Hello. But I guess it, it maybe maybe Tearjerker would be the case for that one, maybe, more than anything but else, I, mean, I would assume. They... they made a, a brand new language from scratch and so they had to not only write this new language but also translate it into something that's more understandable and I think the way that everything is delivered since everything is like basically just like sheer emotion um, I think in a lot of ways not saying a single actual word can sometimes be the most powerful thing it's a good point I mean I... writing is essential for a game where you don't actually have a way to understand what they're saying um Hmm. Okay, that's an interesting take on it. Definitely. See well, that. here's another one. I, all right. Honestly, that dragon cancer belongs on this I list, agree. but it's also unfair that it's on this list because you will have and... that response of this is. I mean, you and I know this from experience. Um, I don't think I could probably talk to it a little bit more than you can. I know for either one of us, we can't really even talk about the game without conveying some sense of grief or you know sadness i mean ever since pax i think our first pax if i'm not mistaken since then it still can't really be discussed yeah which is tough it and even then just watching watching ryan green's acceptance Mm -hmm. of the award that he received for it uh the game awards this year uh left alone with like it I don't know. I was watching it with Val, and and, and it got to oh, her. Oh yeah, absolutely. And she has never even 
she's never even played and, the game. And, and it should have. I don't think there should have been a dry eye in observance of that. And really. I think the thing about this game, too, is that there's not going to be a single person on this planet, whether they play it or not, that hasn't been mm-hmm. uh, affected by cancer in some form or another. I mean, just last year we lost a family member and another one has to sort of go in and see what's up. Uh, so, I mean, with that alone, there's no way I could play this game. And it's it's so tough. That's the thing. I'm in, I'm in the same boat. I, I don't think I can play it because, you know, especially now being it, a father like that alone, just like, no way, no way. Can I do that? Like, I, I'd be, I would be devastated. Um, yeah. That would be tough. I couldn't even... I could not quantify a score for it. As I said, it is the most, it is the only non-traditional review I think I've given a, a, to the game for the press pause radio. And that I, I definitely still think it should be experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's there. It is, it is definitely like one of the finest pieces of, uh, the human condition captured within an, a piece of interactive media like video games and, and it tells its story so poignantly well but it, that's also to the effect where it leaves a lot of people shaken um, I, I still think that uh, for what it covers in the subject matter though I mean again I'm trying to say this in, in the most sensitive way that I can that it's almost a given I mean it the, without even playing the game, it elicits emotion. So it's almost not fair for it to be on the list, but I mean, it deserves to be on the list. So that's the quandary of it all. Um, I'm with Sarah now. I'm reviewing Last of Us. Uh, or I'm sorry, Last of Us. Fucking Last <laughs> That'd Guardian. That'd be a cool game. Uh, Last Guardian. Last no. Of Us. <laughs> That'd be cool. Oh, man. you just It's just you and it's just Trico and Ellie. How long would it be before Ellie just puts Trico down? Uh, I mean, Jesus. Think, like, but like, what if Trico was a giraffe? Jerico. Yeah. Oh, dude. I. Uh, G T G O T Y. Twenty seventeen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Nailed it. No, but Last Guardian. Okay. As a game, it's frustrating. I mean, uh, me and Sarah were talking about this. Uh, we, we've talked about it before since its release. Um, and I want to like it and have enjoyed it, and other times I haven't, but. As far as the message that it wants to convey and and the narrative and relationship that it's selling, like, I don't think I've really seen, like, many other games, if not any, like Last Guardian in that respect. Mm-hmm. And believe me, again, you'd be, yeah, there are times where I'm just like, fucking stupid bird dog thing i hate you ah and then like you kind of you excuse yourself from like it it, it definitely def- there are times where you will break the immersion from the game's frustrating mechanics and then the- when like the game uh operates the way it should and like all the facilities are in check and you're into it dude you are into it yeah like and, and there are so many close calls and there are so many moments like i i have found myself like immediately wanting to comfort this poor thing like at any point and like i i will say this like i've there's one deceptive element to where like all the years leading up to its release i would never have imagined that just the harrowing escapes and abuse well not abuse but like just some of the fucking struggles that you participate in with this do- uh, with this thing this trico 
it, it it's a little at times unnerving especially when you see some of the aftermath of its injuries and then like what you can do to care for it and like it, that it's put through hell you you empathize with it and it does it so well because this the ai and the way it's designed really does uh put on this illusion of this creature that you like you have to take into account and care for and like life does not go on without you and this creature you are you you essentially you begin to bond with it in a way that extends beyond the gameplay uh of it and then the and, and at that point like the presentation and just overall like the world that that it creates for you and this creature like does take hold i mean i, I it's, a, it's a shame that as strong as that is it can still be broken at times by bad gameplay decisions uh or design decisions i should say but which is probably which um, is probably what plagued it since its initial inception i mean that game's been kind of through developer hell for a while I mean, I personally think that the way that Trico reacts like a real animal, where you have to sort of build up trust to get him to come with you and everything, I think that's really... <laughs> like he has ignored you, like, Oh, man, you, that's man. so frustrating. <laughs> Shit. Oh, dude, that was so frustrating. Like, I have to admit, like, I I have a love-hate relationship but with that, that element. isn't that what it's like because... to have a pet, though, in general? Just like that, yeah. like, yeah, a little. earning that trust, you know? Maybe. Yeah, but see, like, do you, I, mean, I, I love I, those I guess things the game for not playing it, not experiencing it. Is that how you see the relationship? Is like this is your pet, or how does the relationship kind of play out? When you go, when you go a bit further, okay. yes, I mean, it's super symbiotic. In the beginning, no. In the beginning, it's a really shitty escort mission. Gotcha. <laughs> and then, like afterwards, it it grat- and like I I can. It's, it's like a an escort mission if you could ride your escort. Yeah, but you can't even do it that well like there are times where like i would say like the 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 game i don't know it's it has like almost like i feel like the beginning of the game kind of like the uh it's it's some of the feelings you have towards dark souls where i feel like i almost had to exploit the game to like succeed in it and i didn't feel good doing that but like i think it was some sort of like meta commentary on the fact that like oh man don't you kind of have to trick all animals to get them to do what you want at first and then they sort of get the idea and then when you look at it from that perspective like oh fuck if 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 you perceive it that way then sure um but i i will actually in terms of all the and not to discredit the other choices because like firewatch is great and it has a very like conclusive Mm -hmm. yeah it has a very conclusive story that that wraps up in kind of I don't know it it's a little deceiving. Um, Emma, she was really big in the Firewatch. I still need to play more of it to really make an impression. And Oxenfree was good, but again, I don't know. I feel like I can really almost play that and be slightly removed from the story that it's telling and still enjoy and, the and game. And Oxenfree was ex Telltale uh, uh, people, so I definitely think they have the pedigree for for good writing for sure. Oh, absolutely. I I'd actually have to give this one to Last Guardian because there are times where this game did definitely have me on the edge of my seat. I'm just like, oh no, Jesus Christ, no! Or like, there there were times where I stopped and like it. The AI in Trico is is very impressive. There are times where the like this beast is an animal that behaves as an animal will roll around on the ground for absolutely no reason or just like I get. It'll actually get frustrated at the birds, and you have to like, like, snap it and be like, "Hey, we got, we got some of the shit to do. Can you stop getting angry at the birds?" Hmm. 
And uh, like, I mean, not to give anything away here, but I mean, there was that one part near the beginning where Trico was sort of hesitant to go into the water, and you know, he had to drag oh, him out. Oh, yeah. yeah, you remember that? Where, where he, he had to bring out some food or whatever to get him into the yeah, water. Yeah, and he doesn't do that at first. Yeah, not he at just... first. But then, like, I threw more food, and he like snatched it straight out of midair. Yep, he will not do that at first. No, that was so, super cool. Uh, it, there's definitely a, it's it's rewarding yeah. the further you get in. I mean, honestly, for me, um, I would probably concede uh, for the for the panel to decide because I don't have a lot of experience with any of these games. Um, so I mean, I would probably give it to the the rest of you to kind of decide. Um, I have Firewatch. I ended up picking it up with intentions of playing it before we talked and never got to it. So I should yeah. play that soon, but um, I do want to play Last Guardian. I mean, I think if anything, they win this just because they wrote the game and they finished it, and it's it's, it's a thing. It exists. So, yeah. Yay. There's that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just it was just weird because uh, I mean, <laughs> I still like I appreciate the game, but it is is slightly disappointing as to what I was expecting, and like the irony. Is that Sarah did not have a lot of high hopes, but it's definitely he's had more fun with it than I had. So, um, uh, it poops. That's cool too. Like it's a trophy. Oh, Wait, what? Real? Yeah, like an actual trophy. Yeah, it's a trophy. If you feed him enough, <laughs> you will, he will poop. Bones. And then there's is, even is there one for the horns as well? Because like when you feed them, I, I think they grow. I think it does. I've been noticing that. Yeah, like. Yeah, I've been every time I see an opportunity to feed it, I stop everything I'm doing and I feed it. So I don't even even if it seems like I'm not hungry, I'm like, no, you're fucking hungry. Eat this. Like I'm telling you, we're it, it's kind of like a frustrated parent on the freeway. I'm like, if you don't stop at this McDonald's now, you're gonna bitch about it. Like fucking an hour later, eat this. Um, but anyway, yeah, I I would feel good about giving the Golden Zonkey to Last Guardian. So the Last Guardian gets the best tearjerker slash writing award of 2016. So, moving forward, we've got best portable game. This one will be kind of quick, I think. Best portable game. Um, uh, tough, but I don't know. Alright. Let's go through the nominations. We've got Pokemon Sun and Moon, Pokemon Go, Deus Ex Go, and Galaga Wars. Um, can, can I say real quick before we actually deliberate on these? I, I know Pokemon Go is not going to win. Because yeah, it, no, it's, it, just, it's not it's a not. good game. As a game. <laughs> it's not a good game. I, I spent this weekend like hammering down on the event with the girlfriend. And even then, like I, it did rekindle some of that magic again. But no. It, it's, I just, just, it's, 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 it's not, not a good game. But I will say it had me more active and more actually yeah, def- same here. walking and going places with the game. Which I guess in sense makes it a portable game uh, more than anything else. <laughs> like I, I, I was transporting this game from one location to the other without being in a sitting or stationary position. So it was the most portable game. Not the best portable game. It was the most portable game for but me. But definitely personally. the most portable. Um, and if anything, it gave me a reason to go out and actually walk around and be active, which I appreciated very much. Um, and I wish if uh, the cold uh, harshness of the Ohio winter was not a factor, I'd be doing that right now. But unfortunately, with weather being the way it is in this god-awful state, uh, that doesn't happen as often as I would like. But... I do still think it gave me a reason. It was at least like a motivator to go out and and, and actually move around, which I, I, I do enjoy that part of it, but now that game ain't good. But I at least want to give it its due 
recognition because it was a portable game I, for me personally. I I got my first Lapras this morning. I don't know what that is. It's the one that looks like it lo- it's the one that looks like a Loch Ness monster. Cool, cool Pokemans. I have so many Pokemans to show you sometime, mm-hmm. Andrew. But speaking, of, yeah, speaking of which, speaking of um, yeah, uh, <laughs> Go, yeah. Ultimately, I I don't I wouldn't feel no, good giving no. the award to Go either. But it is definitely you and me both, sir. It sucks on Android. All right. Oh, I did. I nah. definitely put more money and hours into that maybe, game than maybe, both of you. Maybe your Android device, mine, it sucks. Oh, uh, well, I'm rocking it on Shit iPhone. all the time. So. No, I've got a Galaxy S6. It's fine. Damn. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I don't. If I just went into my stats right now, I it's kind of gross. I I would say real world money. How much money I've put into Pokemon Go is also kind of mm-hmm. gross. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, going to the other ones. Yeah, this one's kind of no contest. Days X Go was interesting, but I think and we, Gallagher but we've got Wars, the same thing with Laura Croft Go and Hitman Go. I mean, I think it's just they're, they're cool, you know, they're cool ideas, but but ah, uh, not necessarily. The mechanics change with no. each version. Like Hitman Go was more of like a kind of like a weird board game kind of aesthetic to it. I don't recall really the actual mechanics, but I know Laura Croft Go was kind of like this like uh, it was kind of like um i don't know it kind of reminded me of bastion it was, it was puzzle it, 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 it remi- was very it puzzle based in a lot of ways too yeah it was but it was very like singular like symmetrical puzzles that you'd get you from one point to the other and I would then assume with this one Dave's like, like, probably like more like hacking and things like that probably yes Exactly. So hitman was had similar constructs but it was involved with assassinations and then Deus Ex, yes, hacking, stealing, and assassinations. Mm-hmm. So there, I mean, there. It's fun, but it it's definitely it didn't reinvent the wheel by any stretch, especially when it's like the third time around. So, um, I you know it it it's cool for this list, but not exactly something that I would. I, I would elect Bond all the others, especially um, among these contenders. And what's Galaga Wars um, on? Like, what platform? Uh, iOS and Android. Oh. And, and it's, dude, it's dope. Mm-hmm. I, I would say it, within a mobile space, like, I I really enjoyed it. I So, it, most of you are probably thinking right now, like, why is Super Mario Run on on this? It, it well, I mean, and again, we'll, we'll talk about that, not... There's a lot of foreshadowing, but um, we I wanted for a game that, that definitely had a lot of time to gestate. Uh, granted, even though some of these just didn't, uh, you know, respectively, uh, I, I think that these were the games that uh, were probably the most played and probably the the most lauded within a reasonable time frame. So that that's the logic going into uh, how we uh, organize this list. I... I, I would have to definitely give this to Pokemon Sun and Moon. Uh, again, uh, it, it's weird because Pokemon X and Y definitely reinvigorated uh, my passion for the franchise. Like any any like bad, just I, I would say any anything that left me felt like cheated and fatigued with the series the way Black and White did, which I to this day I still hate Black and White like a lot. Um, X and Y reinvigorated. 
uh, Alpha Sapphire and Omega Ruby, then kind of like, oh, okay, at this point, like, this is starting to feel somewhat regurgitated. Uh, and then Sun and Moon came out, and it was great. And I think Sun and Moon, uh, I didn't think they could do anything more to really give you a, a sense of freedom and just really like polish what already seemed like fairly polished uh, elements to the game, and yet they found a way to do it with Sun and Moon in several different ways. Uh, I mean, if they, I don't, I think they actually peaked with Sun and Moon. If they were to go any further, the game might honestly play itself, and then uh, a, a Twitch play of it, Twitch plays Pokemon of it, would probably wouldn't as be as impressive. Because uh, it, it is definitely refined the formula to a point where like it, it that's the scary thing though because now that it doesn't i i just i don't know i found myself saying the same thing about x and y when i reviewed it and we talked about it uh upon its release uh two years ago uh and then i also shared some of my fatigue with alpha sapphire and omega ruby but now with sun and moon i i really really hope that uh whatever they do next they they definitely i mean I have to say, and I don't want to foreshadow too much, but like there's some really cool uh, concepts that uh, unfortunately were snuffed out in Nintendo. I may have gotten access to some cool concepts for a Pokemon feature that will be able to launch with the premiere of our own Pokemon feature for Press Pods Radio, Pokemon Orphanage. Um, when once we get like everything organized for that, so that that will be something fun to do for 2017. But uh, I digress. Pokemon Sun and Moon. Uh, definitely was able to elevate the series in ways that I did not think that it could. And it, there, like, I don't know, after 20 years, there's still plenty of gas in the tank. And, well, there, there is and there isn't. So that's the weird thing, as I mentioned. Like, I, I mean, I could, if there was, if the next generation was just like Sun and Moon, just in a different aesthetic and a different world, I would still be on board. Because if it, if it played, as smoothly and as well as Sun and Moon does, then I'd be for it. But yeah, it, it definitely lived up to all the hype that it uh, fostered. But I don't know. The, whatever whatever sense of mystique uh, the series may have had, it, I don't think it can maintain anymore within the day and age of the internet. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I, they really tried to do that with X and Y. And like within months people fucking hacked it and immediately found out every single event Pokemon and uh, they were just able to get that out of the way and I believe people have already done that with Sun and Moon and they didn't find anything so either they've completely changed their dynamic of how they're gonna go about distributing such Pokemon or maybe in a twist like all the other twists they just didn't fucking do it this time they're just like nah man event Pokemon no, we're going to do something else, so who knows? Or maybe that code is not there and it'll actually be, like, legitimate uh, downloadable content. Who knows? Uh, but that that would be my pick for this category. Did you, um, did you play it at all, Andrew? Uh, or, I'm sorry, go on, yeah, sir. No, I was going to say, like, um, Pokemon Sun and Moon is basically the best Pokemon game since Red, Ooh. in my eyes. Um, that's the one that I spent the most time with early on, and no game since Red has really sort of captured me the way that Sun and Moon did. Um, it was to the point where I was I was doing all of the post-game stuff as well. 
And uh, like the first weekend that I got it, I logged 27 hours over the two days that I was off, which is ridiculous. So, uh, yeah, um, I mean, no contest, I'd say, really. Uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon. Like, I spent a lot of time in Galaga Wars, and I've spent a bit of money in it. But um, when it comes straight down to brass tacks, Pokemon Sun and Moon just kind of destroy the category here. I mean, it is the category, um, really, if you think about it. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, for me, I have Moon. Uh, have I played it? No. No, not really. Um, <laughs> it's kind of just yeah. going to be a kind of a trend uh, for these categories. But I do have it, and just, yeah, I, I feel like just overall, it seems like the community is excited about it and enjoying it, and uh, I, I know that's, like, one of their best-selling. First Global Mission fucked... Yeah, it is the best-selling um, one. The first Global Mission just straight fucked yeah, up. Yeah, I, I, I heard I that think, was some, uh, some shit, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I feel like, yeah, Pokemon, I mean, it is what is considered to be, you know, that's what's, that's mobile that, That's mobile gaming, that's portable gaming, That that's what that is. I mean, it's, it's Pokemon is synonymous with that, so I feel like, especially as well as it's done, uh, I feel like it definitely earns the, the spot, absolutely. Well then, with that being once said, again agreement. Surprisingly, golden... I, I, I'm really yeah. We're gonna fight on something eventually, I'm sure. Oh, dude, I'm <laughs> sure it's coming Common. up there. But yeah, getting through it. Golden Zaki, Ghost, Pokemon Sun and Moon. You are winner. Next category for the Golden Zaki's best indie game, we have best indie game. Hyper Light Drifter, Owlboy, Darkest Dungeon, and Inside. This now, might be where we fight. This is where we're super gonna fight, <laughs> dude. Like you know already, my, I don't know. my feelings about one of these titles. Yeah, I, dude. All right, hey, you know mine too. I, in fact, I really think that I want a games club. It bad. Mm-hmm. I really mm-hmm. do. But there's a lot um, of great games in this category, though. That, that's, that's the hardest thing about it. Yeah. It sucks. I love all of these yeah. games. Um, and for what they bring... Wh- maybe not so much Darkest Dungeon, um, but at the but same time, I do enjoy at the same it. Time, I don't think you're supposed to enjoy that game. I think that's what it does. Um, that, that game is so well made at making you feel uneasy, making you feel like like kind of how you were saying with Last Guardian. That you have those moments you're like, oh god, oh god, oh god, no, 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 no. Like it stresses you out. That's all that fucking happens in Darkest Dungeon. That shit is stressful. Um... And it's such a cool idea. Like, I, I like what that game does. Like, it, it, it instills a sense of dread, panic, nervousness. And it's all part of the mechanics of the game. You know, knowing that at any time, someone in your party can, like, just kind of go crazy. Or, you know, become paranoid or turn on other people in your party. Or, you know, be conflicted with something. Like, it, it's just such a fucking bummer of a game. But it's so well done. Because that's what it does. That's just the, that's it's kind of its core mechanics, um, and I like the look of it. I like the you know the action, like when you're actually in a battle, how it kind of zooms in on the people and does really, really weird camera angles when you're fighting. Like it just, it just pops. You know, it has that really cool look to it, and I, I love the aesthetic of that game. Um, I don't think you're really supposed to enjoy that game. I think it's supposed to be like a punishing, grueling experience, but I, I think it does it very well. Um, Fuck, yeah. All, all these games all these games excel in what they're trying to accomplish, whether it's, you know, their sound quality or, or what sound brings to the game, like with Hyper Light Drifter. Um, I'm pretty sure that's... Um, is that Disaster Piece that does the music for that one? And holy yep. shit, like, fucking they've done music for um, 
I want to say, did they do, um... I believe they did music for Fez. Fez. Yeah, and that just... Even now, you kind of still think back on that soundtrack and how amazing it was. And, and what they do with, like, pixelated aesthetics, which is so overdone nowadays with games, but how they do it differently and just kind of bring something new to that experience. Um, yeah, the look, the look of that game that is you great. And, and the sound and the music is so well done in that game. It's funny how you mention, like, the saturation of the, the pixel aesthetic because in spite of that, I would say my my pick for this is most definitely Owlboy. Mm. Um, I mean, I would say, fuck, five years ago, we interviewed D-Pad Studio, and, like, they, I mean, the work ethic was there. There, You can still find an interview on the site. Um, they, they were very hopeful, but there was this, like, looming sense of dread over like their their own ambition that you kind of would sense and like i i rooted for this game i i really did i mean the demo won me over and everything about it and it's really like just the crushing pressure of of maintaining a real life while, while still trying to get this Thing that you're working on and pouring your fucking every ounce of passion into uh i would have to say like final fantasy 15 man did it pay off and never before have i seen just such a charming animated game like the the animations of this game and just the vibrant like visuals and the spectacle of it it's just so oh dude it's so engaging like i I don't think I could really, like, I, I don't think I could find a more charming game than Owlboy. I, Although I feel like the category, I, if it was I, called most indie game, maybe it would take it. Especially as long as it took for it to yeah. actually come out. But I don't think it... Nine years. I don't think it gets best indie game. Maybe most indie. Especially with its development cycle and the team behind it. Um, but I just feel like it kind of gets, like... I look at Owlboy, not having played it myself personally, but looking at it, I just feel like it's going to get the same kind of reverence as, like, Shovel Knight. You know, just like that. This is a game that should have been out 20 years ago. It's out now, and it's so good. It did so, you know, they, 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 they keep true to that that look and design. I mean, but does it really do a lot of different things for that kind of style, like that, that, that genre of game? Or is it just so good at, it it just so good at you know, getting that done right? And doing it to, you know, people's expectations. I mean, does it really change well, up the mechanics and, and the, the genre in general? I would say, I would say, here's the thing. It, it, I personally think it mm-hmm. does. Because, again, that's another game that it's a late review, but it's coming out. Um, I mean, it has pseudo Metroidvania uh, elements to it. To where, like, there are areas that you revisit. Almost, like, in the way that you can say that about, like, the modern Tomb Raider games, like there's there's some aspect of it where you are going to uh, essentially return to uh, the game and uh, know that that this is an area that's going to require your attention at some later point when when you have achieved the thing, the double jump thing, <laughs> to get to it. Uh, but there are so many different physics based puzzles and. The companions, you you keep a party with you at all times that uh, possess different uh, elements and abilities 
that interact with all of the uh, environments that you uh, you go through, and it, it almost has a Zelda vibe. Like I like at first, I was really getting like a real Metroid vibe from it, but now I'm I get this like almost two dimensional Zelda vibe where I am using my wits and solving different areas of the room about me, and like I didn't think that I'd be able to really do that, but I'm doing that within a space of something that uh, also feels like a really weird amalgamation of a shoot-em-up. There are a lot of different shoot-em-up aspects to it, too. Like, I don't know, it, it's honestly, like, you, you say Shovel Knight, and I think a lot of people, why uh, a lot of reasons why people revere Shovel Knight as much as they do is because it is a melting pot of so many different uh, elements and, and pieces of different games, like, just put together in a really beautiful way and Owlboy is the second time coming and like honestly I really wish D-Pad Studio at some point broke down and they fucking did a Kickstarter and this game could have come out quicker or maybe they would have been able to do that maybe the fact that they didn't do a Kickstarter makes it even more pure because like they really really put their fucking heart and soul into it but um and did they, did they, did I don't know they man it's anything other than PC that come out on consoles as well um, so, they, they were really shooting for those uh, other releases, but those are later down the line. Until then, it is Steam. Mm. But uh, it is a good goddamn yeah, game. Yeah. Uh, Hyper Light Drifter is also but, really but good. In this category, for me, I think it probably goes without saying. For me, I, I definitely feel like Inside is is the game, in my opinion. That, that game, for me, will probably be my top contender for a lot of the categories it'll be in. Uh, just the thing I like most about Inside is that it has a sense of self like that game knows exactly what it is and what it wants to accomplish and I believe personally that their execution and what they do is flawless like I cannot look at what they try to accomplish with sound design with you know uh, the aesthetic with the incorporations of you know some of its puzzles that it incorporates into the gameplay I feel like everything they do is perfection. And I think that's something you don't get in a game like that. And that's why that game took so long to come out. That's why they're only really known for two games. And although aesthetically those games are very similar, I feel like what they accomplish, even though I still don't know what the fuck's going on in that game. I don't think anyone really does. I know. No one. Like, but it, I love that. Like, but I love that. It... I feel like it has a appreciation for its audience. And also a respect for its audience to kind of make their own scenarios in that game. If you want to incorporate your own spin on it or your own interpretation of what the story is or if there's a story or if there's a theme in that game, like it's up to you to kind of decide that. They don't, they don't, you know, shoehorn you into their own social commentary or their own perception of what the game's about. They don't do any of that. It's just, here's our experience, interpret it how you feel, and that's it. And, and they make sure whatever they have to do to make sure that game is well done and put together well, that's what they do. That's what they accomplish. And then they let you decide how you want to interpret it. I just feel like that game did so many things where I was just like, in full appreciation of what it was doing and, and the story it was telling, but not knowing actually what the story... Like, I, I, I still can't really... I can probably twist it and like make it my own kind of you know uh, story or what I interpret it to mean, but... It just did so many good things, and, 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 and like even now thinking about some of the details, um, you know the, the things they put in the background of their game. You know, there's no reason to do any of that. 
they didn't really have to put like people marching in the background of of this one scene where you drop down into an alleyway from the rooftop of a building in this you know dystopian city they didn't have to do you know you rummaging and kind of running through cornfields you know being chased by dogs and by who knows who's chasing after you um they, they they put so much attention to what they're doing and it's just like i said i feel like for me it's never i've never seen a game that was executed as flawlessly as that game was i just feel like they did everything right yeah, I would have to say that it definitely left an impression where I will go back. It will still be a discussion piece in terms of not only just design. Like, I, okay, so we want to talk about uh, essentially the way Witness handled gameplay design intuitively. Uh, Inside did yeah. that. Uh, you can see that in the review, but like, I think Inside did that. And it never the, got to the point where those puzzles were too hard, could. though. Like, it never really got to the point where a puzzle was like, oh, I can't fucking figure out this puzzle. I can't figure out these physics. There was one. Uh, there was one? one, I would have to say, it was the... There was a box that you... It was the one with the dangling uh, magnetic helmet that, like, um, you uh, put the helmet on top of you, and then in doing so, you moved or reanimated mm-hmm. a corpse to, like, move something, and you had to essentially use a certain... Like you had to use it as a platform to reach a, a certain okay. height. Um, God, that one because so, so, there, so, there's a certain order yeah, of things. To do in court. Yeah, I, I do kind of remember that. I remember having trouble initially with the boxes that you had to kind of like propel and kind of set off to like access something higher up, or you had to shoot one at an angle to you know hit the right kind of target. Um, even then, when I think about when you use those like propelled boxes, how NPCs will actually react to that box going in their direction. Like, they'll step out of the way, or they'll move out of the way, or interact with it, where you wouldn't think they would even take the time to consider, well, what happens if this, you know, this corpse or this, you know, uh, animated uh, body is kind of walking around or doing something? Like, they even took the time to consider what would happen if it got close to them, or how they react, how they respond. And they, they took attention to so much detail um, that other people would probably just say, well, no one's going to care, no one's going to notice. But I feel like you have to notice you get drawn in by it as you're watching everything unfold. Um, and, and you know, I think kind of going back to you know puzzles, um, I remember very specifically, it wasn't really trouble with the puzzle, but it was the uh, long-haired uh, things in the water. I, I just remember having such oh, a hard time with yeah. that part, and it wasn't because the puzzle was hard. Like I knew you kind of had to like trick them it, it was just it was very disturbing like just knowing that it was approaching you at a rapid pace and it would get you and, and that's the thing that they've done play dead's done that so well with their uh death animations that you just are disturbed if you get caught or if you get taken out and at least with like inside it's not cheap like it is with limbo like we talked about a little bit limbo kind of does it to introduce you to okay don't fuck with this or it'll kill you so it'll kill you anyways then you know okay i don't want to get in that spot again Inside, like, you know it's coming, but you can avoid it or you can get around it or you can, you know, strategize a way to get past it. But if it happens and you get caught, it's still very, very disturbing. Um, yeah, that's tough. Oof. Oh, yeah. I, again, and and, 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 and the and obviously, things that happen yeah. are still a bit more and, graphic. And then late game, yeah, especially with stuff that happens late game. You'll just sit there and be like, holy, like, what the fuck just happened? And, and it's just, that's, that's the response you have for a lot of it, especially near the end. It's so cool. Yeah, I would love the Games Club that. I would absolutely love that. 
Um, but I don't know, Sarah, I know we've been talking a bunch. How do you feel about this category? I definitely am interested to in see how you kind of weigh in on the indie stuff. Well, the problem is, is that I haven't played anything. So again, I have no frame of reference. Oh, goodness. I feel like, I don't know, just knowing your, your I guess, just your, what you play already out of these four, I feel like you'd gravitate towards Owlboy, I feel. Yeah, mm. I think maybe Inside was made by the same guys that did Limbo. Uh, Limbo that's right? correct, yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's probably the one that I'd probably have the best mm-hmm. expectations out of, because I, I liked Limbo. It was pretty good. Yeah. Um, the ending was definitely the best part of the game, uh, but uh, I mean, if if Inside is anything like Limbo in any sense of the word, it's an improvement. Mm-hmm. Like it's literally the evolution I of agree. Limbo. Yeah, I, I think that's probably where where I would end up going if I'm 100 okay. percent Like anything I, with anything I'll with the concede. pixel, the, the, like the pixel, uh, the the, pis- the pixel aspect of a lot of these indie games. You're right; it is getting pretty tired. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just I, because it's pixel, like just because you're an indie game, you shouldn't go for that. Go rely. for that aesthetic. Yeah, no, I agree. Exactly. Like it's it's not it's not necessarily an indie aesthetic. You can be indie but not have that kind of a uh, kind of look and feel. You know. And I feel like I, I feel I like Hyper say... Light Drifter, at least to its credit, does feel like it, it. At least on the surface, it's like that pixelated game that you kind of would expect from it. But I do feel like it does take a different approach to it where it does feel kind of new uh, as opposed to the well, same okay. stuff that you Here, see all the here's time. Here's where, in defense of both of those, in defense of both Hyper Light Drifter mm-hmm. and Owlboy, uh, Owlboy like, started that way back in 2007 and it improved dramatically over the course of where I would say it is definitely one of the best looking like pixel games ever in terms of detail. I- uh, just everything that you find for like the, the it, aesthetic, parallax, color, palette, it's just everything. so hard for me not to think that if I did start up Owlboy right now, because I have not played it myself personally, I, I can imagine if I played Owlboy right now, I would just imagine like it's kind of crawling slowly up a tower or some kind of tall building, and then you get to the very top and there's Owlboy sit, you know, perched upon his tower uh, with a silhouette. You were describing the title screen, except he's on a cliff. I also I'm describing Mega Man too. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> just like you know, like you kind of just like I, I feel like it's unfortunately going to have to be categorized in those kinds of games because that's they're trying to capitalize on that reverence and that nostalgia feeling for that genre. Um, Hyper Light Drifter feels more like an Eric Chahi joint. I don't know who that is. So that's the dude from Out of This World. As well as, uh, God, he's also done Heart of Darkness and, um, man, what else? There is also Heart of the Alien is the sequel to You're Out of This World. A lot of things you don't I remember don't, Out of This I World, dude? Not. That really weird looking, uh, oh man, I can't believe you don't know Out of This World. It's a platformer for Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis as well as 3DO. It recently got a, um, yeah, that was really 20th released. anniversary release. Is yeah, that another world? It was well. It was called Another World in uh, Japan. Hey, I think. You. Gotcha. No. Okay. It's another. All right. I believe it's Another World in the U.S. and it's Out of This mm. World in Europe. Oh no no! Like, it's it, the other way around. It's Out of This World in the U.S. and then Another World in Europe. Gotcha. There and, we go. And Japan. Yeah, that's the one with Buddy, little dude. He goes Mike Ruba. 
Um, anyway, or Mike Karuba, I don't remember. Um, oh man. Uh, yeah, so, like, there was a lot of cutscenes that really felt like that. And then, like, I don't know, I think for those who were disappointed with Hotline Miami 2, uh, Hyper Light Drifter takes a lot of the, that, that same, uh, dynamics and does it well. Does it so much better. In fact, I would love a sequel to Hyper Light Drifter, but again, that who knows? But yeah, I, I I'd say Inside does deserve it because I was not expecting just how mm. well Inside was. Mm. So, so good. I will concede. I give it to Inside. That is fantastic. That's good to hear. All right, so Inside wins the Golden Donkey for the best indie game. You are winner. Moving forward, we have best Japanese game. Uh, this one. Best Japanese game. I don't know. I'm pretty sure this one's a little one-sided. Enough, Who knows? Yeah, I agree. Um, best Japanese game. The, uh, the nominations are Dark Souls 3, Assault Suit Lanos, or Lanos, Leanos, Linos, Lanos, 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 Lanos. Um, Dodon Pachi Resurrection. And The Legends of Heroes, Trails of Cold Steel 2. Longest um, title. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Legend of Heroes is it dope. Is, it is. I, uh, I don't think it takes it, but I, I think that series is pretty damn good. Um, I'm happy that it's still around. It I, came I out on Vita. Anything, it released almost, a Vita game. That's, that's yeah. good for you guys. Yeah, especially the fact that and it wasn't a limited run release either. Actually, quite a few things came out on Vita. Not like you'd be surprised if you like visual um, novels, like World of Final Fantasy. That came out on Vita. And Chante did. There's well. a lot of a lot of like uh, one of those games, uh, like dungeon crawlers mostly. And, and like yeah. I said, a lot There's of visual quite... novels. Holy oh yeah, shit! Of visual novels. Ugh. Um, but anyway, yeah, no legends. Legend of Heroes was uh, I I am glad that's yeah, still same. around. Uh, Dodonpachi Resurrection. This is the shooter that I've never really like. I have a hard time like the only the only time of day I really give it is because I I want to like it the way Sarah likes it and I just can't. Um, it's but it's good. It's just I don't know. Give me Mushihimi Sama or fucking Death Smiles, man. Like this one, mm. the pleasant surprise. I don't know. I it does get an honorable mention, me personally, Assault Suit Lanos. Cause it it does a lot of okay, I'm a big like when it comes to like old school, like fucking I, I, I like any Taikutsu like properties, I I really love anything with a mobile suit in it. I do, I'm sorry. Uh so th- this already kind of spoke to me on a on a personal level, but then like the gameplay of it was surprisingly complex. Like, I really, like, alright, I I don't think Sarah will agree with this, but, like, I I will go out and say it. Um, like, the whole vibe that they were trying to sell me on with Galaxy didn't resonate with me the way it did with Sarah, but it did with Assault Suit Leonos. Like, there was, like, every mission and the, the like, the nuance objectives kind of went above and beyond like the, the simple like run jump and shoot and it did it in a uh way with levels and design that was very i don't know it, it was very gripping especially the fact that it was still just done within a simple like 
arcade style, like fucking shoot, shoot to survive, shoot to live, shoot to score. Um, so I, I very much enjoyed it. It, it, it was definitely a surprise, but uh, I not to mention, cannot... of course, that there's a lot of options that open up the, uh, the more you score the game too. Like you can unlock different features as you go along. Yeah. Um, I, I, which is imperative. You like, I was doing fairly well with my first few runs of it. Um, but then like, I realized like it has got like a dead rising vibe to where like, I, I don't know, depending on how you play it, whether you play it with arcade or, or certain modes, like, there are times where, like, I I had to just start over and just eat the, take the L and then just try it again from a different way. But still, I really, really enjoyed it. And, like, it's a shame I don't think that game got the exposure that it should, which it wasn't. It was definitely a very niche game, but, like, um, it got a physical release. Um, and the, I know people have played it, so that much I'm happy about. But I don't know. I, I don't think it would definitely get the best, but it's up there. Like, if you have a PlayStation 4, get this game. It's also... God, it, if nothing else, it also gets a lovable mention for the fact that it has the smallest data install that I've seen out of any PS4 game. And, like, you know, I know that sounds silly considering it's a, it's a side-scrolling pixel game, but... Dude, no, some of those still take up a shitload of storage on your hard drive, and it's getting disgusting. Especially the fact that you have the physical copy. Like, it's... Yeah. Kudos, man. Kudos for that game being as small as it is. So, there is that. Um, But yeah, no, I'm going to give this one a Dark Souls 3. Uh, It is definitely an improvement on Dark Souls because it essentially took everything that worked in Bloodborne and then uh, put that engine to work in Dark Souls in a way that like made it fun and enjoyable. I would even say that like I could see Andrew potentially enjoying nope. the game. So, nope. Mm-hmm. Alright, well. Fuck, fucking fuck. We tried. Games. No, I, I appreciate those games. I really do. And I, I appreciate what they do, but I don't have the patience, nor... Um, the ability to play those games. I'm still the guy that can't get past the abysmal demon, which is like the tutorial boss of Dark Souls One. Can't do it. Game is uh definitely not made for someone of my caliber of expertise. Um, I definitely have been spoiled by quick saves and uh you know games that are kind of made to be played on autopilot. Uh, but I appreciate those games. I, I do. I appreciate what they do and what they accomplish. And that being said. If they do release a uh, Dark Souls esque game from From Software, but it's um, based on another series that From Software is known for, which would be the Armored Core series of games, then I'm on board. I think I think that would be what what takes it, it is an Armored Core game, but plays like Dark Souls. I think I'd actually be on board with that more so than the you know the Sword and Shield than the actual that, Armored well, Core also games. that of course, but no, like more like the Sword and Shield type of games. That's kind of why I gravitated more towards Bloodborne, because I liked that that, I guess, that that take. The yeah, guns. I like that take of it, that, that that more, like, horror element, or just, yeah, more of that Victorian era kind of element to it. Oh, yeah, dude, that game is Lovecraft. Yeah, and I appreciate shit. that a little bit more it, than, like, the, the sword and board kind of stuff that you get with Dark Souls. It is also a little too nightmarish, though. Oh, for, yeah, like, yeah, 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 for sure. Now, uh, that being said, so your vote goes to Dark Souls 3. I haven't really seen what Sayer's going towards yet, but I do have a question. 
if you mm. recall from last year's Game of the Year deliberations, do you know, I don't know if you know this or if we have a way of finding out, what was the cutoff for the games we considered for Game of the Year 2015 in terms of the date of the releases? It had to be within 2015. It could be the very last okay. day. I, I, I didn't know. I didn't know if we had the conversation still in 2015 or if we waited until 2016 to have the conversation. That's all I need to know. I was considering a wild card, but unfortunately got released at the very tail end of 2015. Well, if I'm curious, like let's just say, what if we what really, what what, what if we okay, if we did here. consider it, which we won't be able to because it was released in 2015. Although in North America, it was released at the very end of 2015. Um, I'm interested to see if Sarah knows what I'm going for. Are we talking about Bravely no. Default 2? Sure. It was something that you had suggested to me that I pick up as soon as it came out on Vita. It was also released on PS4. But I remember having the conversation with you and you said I need to pick up on Vita as soon as it came out. Was it was it Sarah that it said was, this or me that said this? Oh, was it wasn't um, Earth Defense? It was, <laughs> but that got like handheld game of the year last year. Oh shit! Did it? Oh fuck! Yeah. Then we definitely considered yeah. it. Oh damn! I, I did. <laughs> yeah, dude. Reason, no, we we picked that. Every reason why I got yeah. on Vita. So okay, that's cool. I, that, I, I thought if there's gonna be a Japanese ass Japanese game, it's gonna be that. But okay, I I, I thought maybe I didn't know if we considered it, but fuck, if it won an award, then we definitely considered it. Okay. That's good to know, but just yeah, I was considering it for wild card. But yeah, right. how, how do you feel, Sarah, on this one? Um, I'm probably gonna gonna go with Dodonpachi Resurrection myself. Um, even though, even though the uh, the Japanese version has been around for a while, uh, having the U.S. version of the um, the the black label modes is what really sort of gets to me uh, because of the uh, like it, it it mixes things up in all the right ways it makes things accessible for both newcomers and veterans alike because it also comes with novice modes um, I mean that's obviously going to be my first part uh, my first pick Dark Souls is good but it never clicked with me after Demon Souls like I know it's a spiritual successor to Demon Souls. But Demon's Souls was structurally better than any Dark Souls game has been. So, and you keep saying that, and I can never understand how. I, I just, ha- I, I such a hard time getting back into Demon's Souls. Yeah, doesn't it just doesn't click? Um, You're like the I one said, that I mean, like you beat it. Like, I did. I yeah. I don't. Yeah, that's still that's that's a weirdy. That's a weird one. But um, but, go on, uh, Pachi, dude. Ah. I like. All right, I'm not talking shit on its caliber. Like you know, it's there, but like it's the one shooter that I actually gravitate the least. Like the I just I it it almost like I don't know, man. Like in terms of like if I were, if you were to ask me what shmup best represent what what is the best representation of the genre in in today's uh modern age in terms of like just everything and anything I, I I could not I I could not bestow that upon Dodonpaji in the slightest so um I'd be hard pressed to kind of choose it for 
this award, but it, I, I'm happy that it's here. Okay, like there's a there's a meta aspect to it because, like you said, I you, we didn't think we'd even get it here, and again, it, that's thanks to Dejica that it, it it came out here. Um, so like the fact that it's even like a thing, I I want to praise it in in a sense. I mean, again, there's a meta, like, it is the most Japanese thing on this list. <laughs> I I will say that. It is the, is the Japanese-ass thing. But at the same time, like, uh, you know, nothing short of a pachinko machine. But fucking, ah, you know, by that merit alone, I can say that. But, like, but then I have to, like, admit to myself that, like, it is better than Dark Souls 3. And I can't so like ah <laughs> uh. yeah so i mean um i mean assault suit lanos was pretty good though, i gotta gotta admit uh it you know what i it inspired me to fucking... get the saturn game that's for sure i didn't even know there was a saturn game assault suit lanos too so wait a minute the sequel is for saturn yeah but the the first one came out as target earth on the mega drive I had no idea. Yeah, so Lanos is a remake of a Mega Drive game. Huh. Well then, you're gonna have to shoot me a link for that at some point. But <laughs> I, dude, I am good with Lanos really taking it. To be honest, because like, I if you want to talk, it, it takes it kind of to me encapsulates like those same ideals. Like, I did not think something like this would even come out to America, and like. Well, it's made by the same guys originally as uh, friggin' Choniki. Oh, damn. Don't talk about Japanese-ass Japanese Yeah, games. you know what? Fuck mm. it. I'm changing mine. I'll change mine. Yeah, dude, I'm going with Assault Suit Leonos. So, fucking... Hmm. Yeah, man. N NCS Messiah. We we all know that uh, that they do the most bizarre off-the-wall things with the Choniki series alone. Can we, can, can we, can, uh, can we wildcard less... Choniki in this? Is there one that came out this year? <laughs> I go. wish. Nah, that How was, about this? That was four years ago that that came out. We can always do something we've never done on the Golden Zonkeys before. We could dog tag this one, or dog tag, dog ear this one, and just come back to it, like, the moment we feel good on settling on an award. So if you want so to do that... So it's between Assault Suit, Linus, and Dodonpachi Resurrection, I would assume, to the dog ear? <laughs> I would... No. Yep. <laughs> Isn't it like uh, Dodonpachi? Not Dodonpachi, but um, Assault Suit Lanos and Dark Souls 3. I uh, know. George, 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 George oh, changes no. from Dark Souls to Assault Suit. Yep. All right. So, yeah. I, I'll, I'll go uh, go with Assault Suit for sure. There you go. Oh, all, all right. right. Yeah. Then you know what? I'm, I, yeah, it's good, hey, man. I'll it's... go with whatever Japan wants to go with, man. <laughs> uh, however you want to fall on this one, I, I'm okay with either one. I, mean, I yeah, would say if, assault if, suit. If you're gonna look between like Cave, which does all these bullet hell shooters, and NCS Messiah, which does well, you know, Target Earth, but also Choniki, <laughs> then uh, yeah, NCS Messiah. I guess do we my give vote. it to them just because they did Choniki? I mean, I can I can give them that. That's fine. I kind of want to do that too, to be honest. Well, fuck it. <laughs> so manly. Assault suit Lanos gets the golden zonkey for the Ch best Japanese game. You are winner. Put a man. Put a man. Ooh, can we do a Choniki award? Oh wait, no, we can't. Yeah. That'd probably be some copyright we'll... infringement involved with that. 
Mm, no, we'll we'll get no, something. We can we we'll can do like going. the the golden zongi for manliest game. Mm, and Choniki wins every year. Just landslide every year. Every year, nice. yeah. I like it. So the winner is I Choniki. So manly. Um, so the manly. next category is speaking of manly. Oh oh no no no! Don't want to fuck gender roles. Uh, best action game. Best action game. Uh, we've got the nominations for Uncharted 4, A Thief's End, Doom, Dead Rising 4, and Ratchet and Clank. So, I'm going to start off with saying all these games are pretty good. Even Dead Rising 4. Uh. I will say that Dead Rising 4 was surprising, considering the fact that Dead Rising 3 was kind of like, yeah. Yeah. you know? Hmm. But... Um, I think it's the weakest out of the four, and then and then Ratchet it Clank is. Fought, kind of is pretty close to it. Like good, good game, good yeah. platformer. Like it's, good, it's, a, good. it's more of an accessory. Um, like I feel like Ratchet and Clank did did oh uh, well. Like that game was pretty well done. Like original concept of Ratchet and Clank, but with the elements of other games that made those really great. Like that's that's a cool, you know. Uh, I would call it a rehash, but you know, like a good interpretation of what a Ratchet and Clank game should be. A reimagining. That's a good way of putting it. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I feel like that and Dead Rising are the weakest of the two. I feel like in just terms of straight up action and what it portrays, um, it, it, it's really a toss up for me between Uncharted and Doom. I think Doom was the most action because holy shit, that game does not stop. Like, you're not playing that game right if you are ever stationary. Like, you are moving, you are jumping. There's even platforming in that game, for Christ's sakes. Like, what kind of first-person shooter has that kind of stuff in its game? But it's, it's good. good but it's good too. And it's so fast-paced, and you're picking up ammo, and you're picking up health, because, you know, there's no regenerative health, there's no shields. It's not like your typical first-person shooter. It doesn't convey those same kind of boring kind of concepts. Like, it does its own thing. But if anything... It's a throwback to the way they used to be, but does it well enough to where it feels like it's something new. And um, if you can fucking, like, every time a tablet or a video recording or audio recording comes up and it's a scientist trying to tell you how to do stuff and trying to help you, and you punch it and you throw it because I'm a fucking Doom Marine, that's action. <laughs> that game is just like so, just like, fuck you, the video game. I absolutely love it. It's. It, I feel. I, I feel like every time I, you say it, there should be an explosion behind you as you're saying the name of the game, or it's just said in a really demonic voice, mm-hmm. like "Doom." Yeah. No, but, I got you. It will, but cue fucking death metal. But riffs. then again, the same coin. You know, you look at something like Uncharted, and it's just like that's the. Just when I, I think of well, action game, I feel like that. That's that's what it is. It's it's an action movie that you're playing. Well, all right. This may sound. A little. This is definitely outside of my comfort zone, but this is the conclusion that I formed when it came to this. Uncharted Four is nothing short of perfect. It is so well done. It is definitely better than Three. I am like at first I thought like it 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 essentially taught me that I shouldn't be happy with the conclusion that Three left me at, and that Four was everything I wanted, and it it I it gave me that. But in terms of like what I've done and it's almost self-aware of the been there done that uh, aspects to itself I I really enjoy it but I didn't 
as, as much as I love the 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 pulp action like nature of it and and what it does, I didn't I didn't play it for that. And and to be honest, like really, as weird as it sounds, like you know, like crazy like car chases and all. I still think two did it the best mm, out of all of them. The, the, the train so scene, I can't the train give. Scene. Yeah, yeah. Still. The train scene is still the most insane. Like I, it it will go down is probably one of the most memorable moments in video games for me for years. Um, so, in to that respect, like you're absolutely correct. I did not sit still once playing Doom. I I just kept moving. I kept going, and even then, like. I, as I mentioned, I was insatiable for it. I played it again, like immediately into finishing it, and just wanted more. And like, there, there's so much, like, there's so much frenzy, engaging frenzy, like that. I, I just couldn't stop myself. So honestly, yeah. If anything, like Doom should definitely fucking get the Golden Zonkey for best action game. It, it lives up to that and then some. It defies the expectations that anyone would go into it having about the definition of action. What about you, Sarah? You got the chance to play Doom, didn't you? I have not. You should play it. I I can see it being the first-person shooter that you would really enjoy. I don't know, man. Like My be-all, end-all so far is Modern Warfare 1. You are a fan Um, of that game. That is probably my favorite first-person shooter ever, don't you? Well, <laughs> Dayruna. Oh, she's is. a so fan. Okay, I see. Yeah. So, are you a, are you a Pro- price guy? The, pr- the no. The problem is, is that uh, Modern Warfare Three dropped the soap. Ooh. Oh fuck, dude! Come on. <laughs> Your jeez. Um. Yeah, I and even then, what's funny is, uh, we'll we'll talk about Infinite Warfare. Ooh, I mean, do we have to? There's we no have to. sense in. It's yeah, fine. we don't have to do that, man. That's I mean, fine. we're not gonna bring it up. Uh, <laughs> no, probably no, not. Probably yeah, not. who knows? But yeah, no, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable with giving Golden Zonkey to Doom. Okay, I, like, I agree Doom, with that as well. Doom I thought I was gonna have to fight one. you with the Uncharted, but I, I feel like that game is the persona, it personifies action because that just always yeah, it doesn't just personify it, reinvents yeah. it. Like it's, it, I, I wish I had a soundtrack like that. that to everything I did. It'd make everything so much better. I have I know know enough people that uh, that dig Doom enough and have gone on about Doom enough that I can feel comfortable okay. about that okay. too. Good, good. Dude, you need to play it. If I can gift it to you right now, I think now, you would I appreciate would how you. they it, incorporate their soundtrack into that game. I think you would really appreciate that. Um, fuck, man, that oof, so good. It, yeah, you again. It's not. It's a game where like you you don't sit idle mm-hmm. for very long in the mm-hmm. best ways. Uh, but all right, Golden Zonkey goes to Doom for best action game. Next category is best fighting game. Best fighting game. And man, all right, this one's a bit one-dimensional. Bit ah, uh, it's so hard. Right, but, okay, but, 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 let, but you let's also go have ahead. Let's, Team let's... SNK over here. I think that might. I don't know. Yeah. That's tough. Um. All right. Well, they're all okay. The nominations are Pokin Tournament, Street Fighter Five, King of Fighters Fifteen. I'm sorry, Fourteen. Fourteen. Uh, yeah, Fourteen. I don't know why I said Fifteen. Jeez. 
Um, and Fury. Now, Fury. So, is that the Fury... uh, PSN game that was out, like, in the summer? Okay. Yes. I've heard people talk about that game. I, I have it on my library, but I haven't played it yet. It's a little... Okay, it's a little hard. Mm-hmm. But is, um, isn't it just, like, boss it's battles not a tradi- pretty much? Right, but, like, the, there's a multiplayer aspect oh. to it. So mm-hmm. I felt it, like... I felt it qualified. Again, this category is a little hard uh, at times when it comes to releases. So I felt, you know, if there was a fourth one that could be thrown in there. And people did talk about it. It Honestly, though, it it suffers from the competition it's, it's set against. So it's not fucking winning. But, like, I appreciate that I was nominated from, like I said, from everyone here at PBR. Um, that being said, though. I will make it an effort to go back and update my Street Fighter V review because, man, did that game come out poorly. Stupid. Came out poorly. unfinished. It was um, dumb. I really soured my expect, like, it really soured my desire to go back to it. But uh, I did, and I still need to. And now I feel, I feel like it's almost like it's unfair. Like, I don't know, it's um, weird, but, like, Just to yeah. kind of maybe give a little bit of, uh, I don't know, this really helps too much, but I just kind of recall back this year uh, going to Evo, um, which, for if people don't know, Evo is the essentially the world championship of fighting games. It's probably the biggest tournament they hold um, in the world for fighting games. Uh, people from Japan, uh, you know, Europe, uh, all, all parts of the world come to... Uh, Las Vegas for for Evo, and it's always a tournament of select fighting games. Which um, the biggest one, the biggest draw, I wouldn't say is Street Fighter Five, but Street Fighter Five is one of the biggest games that they, they they have, and it's always their marquee game. It's the one they always promote. It's always at the end of the tournament. But I definitely feel like going to Evo, the draw was there for like Super Smash Brothers Brawl. Uh, I'm sorry, Melee. I'm sorry. Good lord, I'm sure people would throw a CRT at me if I said that. Dude, um, yeah. Everybody's just screaming collectively melee. into their heads that, no! I'm going to have so much... I know people that play competitively in that community, and they're going to be so pissed at me for doing that, but we'll just say I did on purpose, just so we can move on. Um, yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, it wasn't because I got confused, because that would never happen. Um, no, Melee is always huge at Evo. Um, you know, that being said, King of Fighters didn't have... Uh, a big presence because it hadn't been released at that time. It was coming, but it hadn't been released yet. But even still, if it had been released, I don't think you would see it as as much at, at you know Evo as a Street Fighter Five or you know Pokémon or um, even stuff like Mortal Kombat, um, which is kind of depressing to hear because I mean it's technically the best game of the lot. I I feel I feel like in it, a way I think it is because I feel like. If you look at just what it presents, at what it offers to you, at, at, at just at base value, like you, you have the game, you go home, you take it, and you start playing it. Uh, Fifty characters, uh, uh, you know, story mode, arcade mode, um, you know, so many options of game modes and different ways to uh, play the game. Whereas Street Fighter Five at launch had no story mode, no arcade mode. Uh, just everything about that game was kind of broken once it first came out, and they're still trying to pick up the pieces. Uh, I actually started playing the story mode kind of recently because I wanted to earn enough fight money to get uh, Akuma. That whole thing, too, the store that they finally incorporated, 
the fight money, all that stuff they were supposed to incorporate at launch that never happened, and then when it did, it was fucked. Like, it's just, you can't... I'm sure Street Fighter Five on its own mechanics, and, and the skill involved to play it is a good fighting game. But you cannot ignore how bad that release was for it and how they dropped the ball so bad. Um, I, I just don't think you can really forgive it for that. I mean, I think it might be a, a good fighting game. I don't know if it's the best fighting game, but I think it's definitely up there. Uh, but I think I don't think you can forgive that release. I think it's hard to lo- overlook that. Um, oh, but even but even beyond all that, I'm with Sarah. Uh, Fourteen King of Fighters fourteen is the better and, fighting and, game. And I feel like it's it's a good fighting game. I, I like that SNK is kind of doing this new approach to where they're going to go back and you know bring out these series and they're going to bring out these games again and they're really trying to make that name synonymous with great titles again, not for like their mobile games or anything else they've kind of been doing in the past. Like they want to go back to SNK means you're going to get some fucking good fighting games. Uh, Samurai showdown. Yeah. King of fighters, of course, you know, I mean, like, like I, maybe for some people that's not the best fighting games, but I do revere those games. I love SNK's library. Um, and, and I will say just, being in the panels uh, for uh, King of Fighters 14, and and you know the support they're getting with Sony, you know kind of being on board to release the game, and also kind of maybe going back and releasing some of their other games, uh, is exciting for a fighting game fan. And uh, I like how King of Fighters is coming out with this new update where it's going to like redo the visuals because I think that's the one thing I didn't really like about King of Fighters 14. I wasn't really big on the visual, like I would much had preferred the 2D hand drawn aesthetic and not the more 3D model design of like what Street Fighter's been doing. Like I feel like they were kind of gearing that look towards what Street Fighter has been doing and wanted to do it. But I feel like it doesn't do that game a service. I feel like they should go back to maybe more of the hand drawn art style that you know I, I like from those titles. Um, so I'm glad they're kind of rehashing the visuals and they're coming out with an update for that. And that's the best part is they are being persistent about updates. They're persistent about the net code. You know, they're trying to make sure that game is, is done correctly and done well. And and Pokken, I mean, I don't think Pokken's a very good fighting game, personally. I'm not big on its mechanics. Not too big on... I know it's cool because it's Pokemon, but I don't feel like it's a really good fighting game, personally. I think it, that... Uh, and I know this is going to make a lot of Capcom fans... Uh, hairs bristle on the They're not around anymore, Sarah. They're it, not but... even around anymore. It's fine. <laughs> uh... The thing that struck me most about King of Fighters 14 is how seamlessly it transitioned from the 2D to the 3D in terms of its movements, attacks, mm. and uh, and collision. Yeah. Like I jumped right into the game, picked my top three guys that I always use, and George can attest to this. We we played several rounds uh, of King of Fighters 99 Dream Match for the Sega Dreamcast. I used that exact same team, and one credit cleared the game on my first try. He's correct. I, I do feel like, like it, if this does well, I, I would. I mean, obviously, I like SNK games, but I would definitely say Capcom versus SNK would be the game, the 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 game. Uh, I don't think we'll ever see it, but that would be the game I would always want to see them come out with again. No, but we're gonna get we're gonna get Marvel versus Capcom Infinite, four, Infinite, or I'm sorry, Infinite. So, so, oh, you mean with Civil the Inhumans? War. You mean yeah? It dude, it, it won't even fucking have mutants. Like, what? Mm. What is that yeah. shit? Uh, just, Marvel. Uh, you take that back about Dark Void. Oh, wait, who cares? Like, fucking, I'm done. 
with like I'm I'm so close to being done with with Capcom. I kind of I'm sorry I am. If it, if it's not had it not been for like Phoenix Wright and like a few other like maybe Resident Evil, maybe I I don't even know why I keep them on my radar anymore to be honest. Like I I again, Street Fighter 5 isn't terrible. It's not, but it's underwhelming and like that's a problem i mean just to give you some insight i not not no insight even needed the name of our reviews portion of press pause radio is quarter circle ford we fucking score games with hadoukens we love street fighter <laughs> do you know how much it hurt to give street fighter 5 three hadoukens <laughs> out of five it that was it sucked. That was it did not feel good. And we're gonna, you know what? We're it, gonna have to change it from Hadoukens to Power Waves, right? Just it 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 didn't earn it. It did not live up to the accolade that it should have. So in that in mind, I am dude. I am so fucking down to give King of Fighter fourteen mm-hmm. the gold golden zonky. Yep, it earned I'm okay it. Okay with that. That's okay all the way. I think it's you. All right. Yeah. Fucking get it, dude. Get your shit together. Get your life together, Street Fighter. You guys are dropping the ball on the genre you pretty much created. Yeah, dude. What? Yeah, you can't be doing that. (laughs) Yep, I agree. All right. Moving forward to best RPG. We've got SRPG. The nominations are Final Fantasy 15, World of Final Fantasy, Tokyo Mirage Sessions, uh, hashtag FE, and I, I want to say that that's hashtag FT. Or it's, it's actually sharp. It's, it's sharp. Yeah. Correct. Oh, sharp. Because it's, it's a musical thing. Mmm. So I haven't played it. So I have little, cause like, okay, again, Persona's not my deal. You, you guys are the monster. Persona dudes. And you know what I didn't buy that game? I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to buy it, but like, it was on sale. Like, very, very briefly, it was on sale, and then like, I missed out on it, and then went back up to sixty, and I'm just like, nope, I don't want to spend sixty dollars on this. This is still new to me. But anyway, it's eighty yeah, up here. That and then, uh, Deus Ex: Mankind Divided, which. Mm. Again, I would say is definitely way more RPG like than uh, Human Revolution, but at least they didn't. Still, at least they didn't like know. fuck around with the boss battles like they did in the first one, so that's good. Yeah, or in the last one, I should say. Agreed. Um, Be- well, being the only person that right. got Tokyo Mirage Sessions but have not played it, I don't think I can speak to it well enough to defend it for this category. Uh, but. I will also say that I was awfully disappointed in that that what is what became of the crossover between Fire Emblem and Shin Megami Tensei. Um, I was expecting, obviously, something more uh, along the lines of Persona, but with Fire Emblem characters and set. Wasn't there a trailer? Uh, there was a trailer, I'm, wasn't there? Or was it just the no, logo? I mean, they did have some, like, at least, like, concept art, I think, initially when they showed it. Um or when they announced it. I'm having the Mandela effect but, going on. I feel like there was a trailer that just showed off like some quick flashes of uh, both. And yeah, it was, it was, I mean, Fire maybe, Cross, maybe like that, that might've been the, the kind of like 
the confusion. Like maybe it did initially show like those Persona characters and then also the Fire Emblem characters. And you're like, oh, this is the game we're going to get. It's going to be them crossed over. But I guess in a sense of what I thought was going to be the Project Cross Zone of those two games where it's just like fan service, it was kind of its own thing. And I've heard good things about it. Um, and it definitely has that that flair and that style that you'd expect from a Persona game. Um, I don't know if there's a lot a a lot of Fire Emblem in that game. I haven't really, like I said, played it to know the mechanics, if it's strategy at all, like a Fire Emblem, or if it's just Persona, but with characters that look kind of from that time in that era. I, I really don't know. Um, that's probably going to be my like 2016 game of 2017, I think. At some point, I do want to play it, because it's really the only thing I still own for my Wii U, for the most part. So... I have to have a reason to use that system and play something on it, so I guess that'd be the one I want to play. Um, but yeah, like I said, I, 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 I own I'm it. personally still trying to play Star Fox. Yeah, I'm still trying to love but, yeah, it, but, but uh, I, have, I have some other so stuff like I said, to play So I can't it. really defend it enough to have it win, but I do want to play it, and I think it's, it's hopefully going to be pretty good. Um, I, I agree with Deus Ex. I feel like it's probably a good RPG, but I don't think it hangs in the category. Um, that, that's just my opinion. So, um, so I will be publishing a review for World of Final Fantasy, and I know there's been an awful lot of Pokemon talk uh, on 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 this show in particular and recent. But yeah, um, it's essentially Final Fantasy does Pokemon, but in like such an endearing way, and like it's also Final Fantasy fan service with Final uh, the Explorers. I know Explorers is kind of like their like Monster Hunter kind of game, but with Final Fantasy. That's their Monster yeah, Hunter game. I get confused game. with World of Final Fantasy all the damn time. Yeah, uh, World of Final Fantasy is essentially like you you're capturing a lot of famous uh, enemies and monsters, or even like certain tropes, like the Death Machine boss, the fir- the first boss from Final Fantasy Seven, uh, is a catchable monster. Uh, and is the evolution? Um, they their in evolution though is transfiguration. It, it's a really weird and kind of confusing. Like that's probably like my least favorite thing about the game. But honestly, like if you're a fanboy of Final Fantasy in any way, and you kind of want to see like the, the 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 story vibe is essentially like a Kingdom Hearts approach, where like there's this existing world, but they take a whole bunch of pieces of Final Fantasy, like fucking squall is there with seed but at the same time like he's launching an attack on the bahamut federation which is in figaro's castle and then there's like there it takes elements from all these existing um points of exposition for their respective entries in final fantasy and then puts them together in this cohesive world and and it does so under the guise that you're catching these little monsters to learn more Little monsters being chocobos or behemoths or uh, mogs or like fucking like little mandragoras, like you name I, it. Like, Einhander, apparently. Yeah, Einhander is a secret capture in there. I thought you would really enjoy that. Um, but uh, what is it going to say? It is definitely uh i don't know and i i really enjoy it though i i don't know i don't know if i could feel good about giving the uh award to it i would have to say that uh final fantasy 15 definitely gets this one for me it 
It took everything that I thought I knew about action RPGs and turned it on its head and did it in such an articulate way. Like, it it makes... Like, it's almost a fucking ballet of swords and and magic in, in such a weird... Like, among, like, a fucking troop of men who are, are having a big road trip to save the world and are doing so in support of their best friend in a in a world that I just want to get to more know uh, get get to know more. So I I'd have to say Final Fantasy 15 gets it this one. Mm, I say well I what say guys choose between that or World of Final Fantasy. I I feel like 15 takes it as well. I have that game. That's it. <laughs> I don't have anything else to say. I, yeah, I, I, you, I have it. Uh, I haven't played it though. Yeah, basically, I, I like. Can't. I'm sorry, guys. I'm, I'm, Final I'm Fantasy 15. I'm currently about ready to fight nature to deliver a human being onto this world. Uh, I, 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 can't, <laughs> I can't game this baby. The final battle is nigh. Nice. Dude. Yeah, oh yeah, by the way, no, like, it's happening, like, this week, you guys. It's, as, it's gonna as, be As of this recording, stuff. I am probably 48 hours from a baby coming, uh, unless nature decides to, you know, rush things. Um, but yeah, yeah, so. Yeah. So, w- hopefully, toast. hopefully, yes, fresh toast, and fresh hopefully toast. Uh, gaming afterwards, because we won't be sleeping, so we'll have to do something. But go ahead, Sarah, I'm sorry. Dude. I was going to say, oh yeah, Final Fantasy fifteen uh, definitely gets my vote. Um, it's, it's, it's it's insanely innovative from a Final Fantasy standpoint, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, basically takes everything that was great about all of Square's RPGs, really, and just sort of blends it into a really silky smooth kind of... And it's so subdued. I know. Like, I love I love how humble, and just, there's so much about it that's refined, like, believable characters and like yeah like it doesn't have its head up its own ass like i think that's the best part about it like i exactly like coming out you you start the game pushing your car like (laughs) yeah to stand by me by florence and the machine yeah not to mention i don't know if you noticed but the uh the the dialogue has uh their their mouths are, are animated for english words in the dialogue yeah, which is uh, something that yeah, hasn't yet that, been that's done. Something you don't yeah. see often or at all. So it it uh, like that's just one more thing that uh, that allows the game yeah. never to break from its audience, right? The English voice acting isn't bad either. It is nowhere near the ah ha 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 ha. So, <laughs> but what uh, if I I. But what if indeed? Fuck off with that. No way, man. That's DLC. I, 2017 I really... DLC coming your way. Dude, that Noctis Prompto Gladys uh, fucking Ignis ship, believe me, uh, it's it's going to keep sailing. And I'm I'm happy for it. Yeah, no. Final Fantasy 15. If you have not played it, play it. It is... Don't look at it as... like I, I have a lot to say about it. But yeah, no. It rightfully deserves the golden songs are the best rpg of the year you are winner so moving forward with that out of the way we have our next category best shooter best shooter game uh and the nominations are gears of war 4 overwatch titanfall 2 and call of duty infinite warfare so i I think you strike infinite warfare off the list yeah 
I, although, although it, I mean, yeah, that one. Someone is going to defend it. Is there anyone here that likes to defend that game? Crickets. Okay. Cool. That's okay. Yeah. I, I just want. I just no, want to make sure we weren't shutting anyone out out of the three of us. Ah uh, no, but in terms like okay, so Gears of War four, in terms of like refinement, it does it really well, especially for like its horde yes. aspect. In fact, the way it throws it into story is even uh a which, more which compelling I, I, than like which I think judgment. good shooters do that. They incorporate the multiplayer aspects in their campaign, so it's kind of a introduction to things you'll probably experience in their multiplayer modes. I feel like a lot of good shooters have done that in the past, um. So I, I'm glad they do that as well for Gears. I just feel like the game's good, yeah. but you could almost do anything after Judgment and say that's a good game. Compared to three, yeah. like I don't know if I, I don't um, know if it still holds up against three, in my opinion. It, it, like okay, in terms of like fandom, yeah. I mean, it's almost the Uncharted argument, almost. Mm-hmm. Except like they they are not. I I don't say they're as graceful, nowhere near as graceful actually. But that, I mean, they're graceful, but not as. But like, there are little things like the fact that they've actually motion capped female bodies for the female characters instead of just simply reskinning yeah. them with like the. There's there's a lot of different quirks to the design and production of this game that. Uh, sell me on this world more than like they ever have uh, in previous entries, and yet it it I think I've it's just a stigma of been there, done that uh, that unfortunately fell with Gears of War four. Not to say it was bad, just it's you know old. Mm, so I don't know. So, I, I feel like the two contenders for me, Overwatch and Titanfall two. I think are the two two contenders for this. I yeah, dude. Titanfall two. All right, Overwatch mm-hmm. is a great shooter. Don't get me wrong, but in terms of like that frenetic, in in terms of improving like what was arguably really goddamn fun and awesome uh, with the first entry, and then adding more to it, I Titanfall two has the unfortunate circumstance of being released at a really bad, bad time. time. And I it feel was... like it's going to get overlooked because of it, but I feel like out of the three games that did release in that time period, it's the best. Um, especially because it right. does multiplayer well and it does its campaign very well. That campaign is so much better than any other shooter campaign that's come out in a very long time. I think it. it I feel like when Call of Duty Four came out, that campaign was like this is this is something you were not expecting from this genre. And I think it completely reinvented what that what that genre was. And I feel like Titanfall kind of did it with its campaign in this. Um, I definitely find like a lot of people draw correlations between that and Half Life, and what Half Life did for for that you know for the first person shooter. Um, there's some cool things that campaign does. I still need to finish it. I'm pretty far along in it though right now, and I've gotten some of the moments that people kind of are talking about and are raving about. I don't want to spoil it, of course, you know, uh, for anyone that hasn't played it yet, but. There, there's some cool things that happen in that game that you're like, fuck, this is... I wouldn't expect this from a shooter. Like, just some of the things they do. Um, so they nail the campaign, and I feel like the multiplayer is really well done. Um, 
you know, even though you're in these massive Titans, you can still do so much and have so much fun just as a pilot, you know, and having those modes where it's just pilot against pilot, or you have attrition like it was in the first one, or you have some of these newer modes, like, there's something for everyone, I think. I think it's the most approachable shooter, um, and I feel like that makes it also very good, because you can jump in at any skill level and still contribute and still have a good time playing it, um, which... That being said, Overwatch does that too. And that's why it's kind of a hard choice for me because I think Titanfall does its campaign very well and it does its multiplayer well and it's, you know, like I said, kind of approachable for any kind of skill level. But that's all Overwatch is. Overwatch does something that no shooter has ever done before. It, it makes it approachable for everyone that wants to try it and play it and it does not punish you or make you feel bad about your performance. Every single shooter I've ever played, especially if you play multiplayer, until it shames you with play Not of the game. Not necessarily, because that, that play of the game shit's kind of broken anyways. Like, it doesn't feel like it's rewarding yeah. the best play of the game half the time. It's just whoever got, like, the kills quickest. Or who got, you know, like, who healed the best. I mean, I don't feel like the play of the game stuff's really all that... It doesn't really present who did the best it, in that it, game, but... Like, that game does not tell you what your KD is. It doesn't tell you how many times you got killed or by who... It just says, hey, you got a bunch of, like, medals for doing stuff, and here's a loot box. Good job. Um, <laughs> it, it definitely it definitely is the participation I... trophy of shooters, but I'm okay with that. Jesus Christ. Uh, um, I, I mean, mean but, but yeah. I, but I feel like that's good because yeah. I get so fucking discouraged playing shooters because I know I'm not doing very well, and it doesn't... I don't want to proceed. I don't want to continue because I'm getting so frustrated because I'm not doing well or I got people like, you know, ripping my ass because I'm not doing well and I'm fucking up the teams, you know, whatever. It doesn't do that. Um, like you feel like you're still contributing. You're still doing well, even though you may be doing horribly. It doesn't let you know that. And I feel like that, you know, not showing you that aspect of it makes it a good game because you can jump in and play and not feel like, Oh, I, I'm terrible. This I'm going to quit. Like you kind of want to keep on playing. I I mm -hmm. can agree to that. I I would also go with you in terms of it's Titanfall tough. Too. I, I, this it is, is maybe the toughest choice I think between any of the categories we have right now is because I feel like they're both deserving. Well, I'm pretty sure there's people at home right now listening and are probably screaming, "What about Battlefield I, One? We, What's going on?" And I'm just like, sorry, I don't. No, I don't. No. We no. I'm. It's, 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 okay. it's not our scene, it, guys. It's it, not our scene. It's not. I, yeah, honestly, okay, Battlefield 1 may be uh, very well designed, and it may take the Battlefield formula, like, I don't think, alright, just just so we're clear, aside from 3, and even 3 was just like, uh, I don't think I've had an, a wonderfully, like, pleasant time with Battlefield since Bad Company 2, and, like, honestly, it... it, it Going back, regressing, and 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 somewhat like not at the same time, none of that shit. All right, cool. Fuck it. Like I guess, but whatever. Like fuck it. I it, I don't think people are going to talk about Battlefield One like come a year from today. But like sadly, the people who have played Titanfall Two, well, no, like fortunately, but at the same time, sadly. Because I say sadly in the respect that, like, Battlefield 1 is commanding more attention than I personally think it should. Uh, and fortunately for the people who did bite the, like, you know, bite into Titanfall 2, 
it has a lot there to reward you, and I and I really think it's a shooter that's capable of being a memorable one this generation. It's just, I don't know, it's got that weird effect, like, release windows will fuck a game up to a point, like, even to this day, you think, I don't know, man, it, it's just weird. It's not even about late generation releases anymore, it's about crowded ones. It, like, I wouldn't want to release into the holiday anymore, there's just so much there. At that point, it's just a money hat to see who can get, like, the most relevant or most convenient window of release. And, like, the, the I don't know. But, yeah, I, I would like to give Titanfall 2 this one, too. Um, shoot, like, Overwatch is a great shooter, but in terms of the best shooter that, like, really encapsulated, like, it really taking the genre of shoot, like, I mean, they both respectively do amazing things with it, but, like, I I think I have more fun from the aspect of first-person shooting uh, in Titanfall 2 than I did with the aspect of Overwatch, where I just enjoyed cooperative play. Like, somebody, everybody likes to say that Overwatch is essentially Team Fortress 2 meets Pixar, and in a sense, it is, but, like... I, that that's what it does well. That's why you know people don't go around calling Team Fortress Two an incredible shooter. It's just a fun, like it's a it's a great shooter. It's something that's more of a fun competitive game, and like I'm fine with that. But at the same time, like I think it has merit to be in like esports. Um, let let keep in mind that that is marginal. Like it barely. Like there are times where like that game is still really fucking broken. <laughs> Um, or certain but classes. yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't, I can't, mm. yeah. Um, but that, that stigma is across all games, like fucking Gears of War 4. Like, what's the point of being, like, what's the point of being a soldier? Just be an engineer. If everybody was just engineers, that's it, you win. Like, because it's overpowered. Uh, but yeah, no, Titanfall 2, I think, deserves this one. And I'm assuming Sarah may not have, like, okay, Sarah, have you played Overwatch? I haven't. You should. Also good. If I all right, let's just say this. If I were to recommend two shooters to you, weirdly enough, I'd have a hard time. Well, see now, fuck. All right, if you could only play uh, three Doom, shooters, Overwatch and but like Titanfall two. Yeah, Titanfall two. Yeah, but like I would play. I'd play the first. I would play them in that order actually. Doom, mm. Overwatch, then Titanfall two. Like let let. Let Doom like kind of carry you into okay, playing. Okay, so question, those. question yeah. between um, Overwatch and Titanfall Two. Titanfall wins, in your opinion, which I can agree with that as well. I think, but okay, throw Doom in there. Oh, what wins, Doom. Doom? I yeah, I'd ultimately still have to go with Doom. It's got a, it's got, it does, yeah, dude. Uh, like, do you I'm, want a wild card Doom wild into card this? Doom. Yeah. I love Titanfall 2, but I feel like best shooter, and if you compare the three, if these are the three best shooters that we got this year, Overwatch, Titanfall 2, and Doom, and Doom's not in the category, I think Doom has to be in there. Man, if you do that, I'll have to change my choice. And I almost feel like Doom takes it if we do Fuck that. It. I don't know how you feel about it, Sarah. All right. Let's is, get is all right. Point, uh, yeah. Okay. By merit of the fact that they're okay. Let's look at it this way. And I hate. We, I don't like. I feel bad using Sarah's. But then again, I, but, I feel like, like he, it, it makes he it, is into shooters. Although his point of reference may not be on these specific titles. I think because like, if I only had hurt, okay, if Sarah would well, only play one, Doom to know that it has its merits. 
let's say, all right, all if right. I put it in this way, if I can, if Sarah, if I can only convince one Sarah to play three, one of one these shooters, I like that idea. Doom. Okay. Yeah, I, I would, I like. What would you feel good about? Like, if, like, shit, I gotta buy Sarah shooter. Well, here's that, the thing. Like, like, I've, I've had great interest in Overwatch, mm-hmm. but I just don't have enough people to play it with. And oh, dude, you and play with it, us? I can, I can, I can see that being hard to jump in. If you don't have a group that's going to play, because you may not be as motivated to play through it. Um, My other problem is that I get way too uh, aggressive when playing gotcha, online. Gotcha. Yeah. I feel like Titanfall, even without having the multiplayer, because that's the thing about Doom. Doom is a great campaign. It's not a good multiplayer. It's just not. Nope. And, th- and, that, and, that, and then that kind of comes down to that's a tough decision to make because Titanfall 2, I think, has the good campaign and the good multiplayer it does both very well whereas Doom has a great campaign maybe better than Titanfall in some regards but maybe not the best multiplayer and then Overwatch is only I... multiplayer with no campaign so it, it's so tough so they're all three so good but <sighs> if uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say yeah. this if you do wildcard Doom into this I'm going to go I, with Doom I, I think I have to Otherwise, I think I'm doing that game a disservice if I don't been decided. You are winner. Doom gets the golden zonkey for the best shooter of 2016. I think they all need to be in that it's, category. This yeah. one was hard, dude. <coughs> it was hard. They, they. I think they'll get a little less harder. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, we've got that, three more. There's gonna be one in particular. It's gonna be kind of tough, I think. But we'll get through it. Yeah. Next category would be the best platforming game of 2016. Best platforming. The nominations game. are. Unravel, Kirby Planet Robobot, Shantae Half Genie, and Super Mario Run. So Half Genie Hero. I Half I Genie think, right? Hero. Okay. You're yes. correct. Sorry. Just, just, just want. I want to be. I want to be. You know, don't want people to start emailing us and saying that we got it wrong. We don't want that, man. You don't want that. You've never. We don't, we don't want, want that. Want that. Uh, <laughs> um. Jesus. Uh, yeah. I okay. So, man, I really like Super Mario Run more than I thought. Since I, I have an Android, would. I have an Android device, so no comment. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I think Sarah does too. Um, yeah. it is not worth ten dollars. It is worth five, easily. But ten, I'm. I find it very difficult to recommend at ten. Um, but I've gotten loads of hours out of it, so it's one of those weird things. However, Half Genie Hero is everything that, like, the Sean... Okay, so I reviewed Pirate's mm-hmm. Curse last year. Uh, I enjoyed it. However, like, it, I felt like it did the... <sighs> I was, it was, at this point almost doing the run-of-the-mill Metroidvania design, which I really, like, I don't like that shit. Like, it, like I don't like that the, the genre has kind of been subverted to that, uh, which is why I like that, like, certain games are finally getting really creative with it. <clears throat> Ow, boy! Um, so, with Half-Genie Hero, they, they definitely scaled that back, and they did it from uh, again, a much more uh, a subdued method of uh, having like a hub world and introducing and unlocking powers that are uh, essentially intuitive enough to 
actually really communicate and infer a, a sense of purpose with every level you go back and everything is so memorable and iconic when you go through it that it definitely leaves a impression with you to uh, essentially go back and revisit said area and like depending on how you go and then like so, some of the uh, main uh, objectives of the game will actually force you to go back anyway so it's not even a matter of complete completing the game like for completion's sake in terms of side quests or whatnot it's like it's an aspect of the game but it it's not one that drudges itself it's a very good game uh, it is one of the most beautiful games. Like, God, I had no idea that mm-hmm. 2D hand-drawn animation could look this good on the screen. Uh, and as far as, like, the core of platforming goes, yeah, I would say Half-Genie Hero is definitely... It, it's one of... It, it's definitely one of the shining stars. Not to say, like, every Shantae game is good. Like, honestly, they're mm-hmm. all good. But it... It definitely it is probably the best that uh, WayForward will ever do in a while in terms of platforming. That's saying much. Just something considering like they've done a shitload of different platformers that, that and they've all been good. Um, and Mighty yeah, Switch Deep Force Super- is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, and I want to say uh, Mutant Muds is that WayForward? I think it really? is. Yes. Huh. That one's also incredible. I mean, there's so many of them that are so good. I mean, a boy in his blob mm. will still oh resonate yeah. with me. Fucking uh, hug. double dragon neon, I believe, is also another joint by them. Yep. Like, yeah, dude, way forward, like knows what they're doing, and uh, you know, half genie hero. Like, I I still think about going back and and playing it. And again, another review of that will also be out uh, shortly that you guys can check out. But it's I I, I hold it in high regards. I'm really happy that WayForward was able to get it done, despite like what people may have called like an unre like people give them shit for kickstarting that game, and I'm like, why? Like the game, like that series has always had such trouble finding traction. And like, had Capcom stuck with publishing it, maybe they'd probably fucking be in better straits than they are now. But then again, we've seen what they've done to fucking Mega Man, so maybe not. Um, and even then, like, Sup- Capcom only published the first game, so yeah. Uh, Super Mario Run is good. I enjoy it. I think I enjoy it for the wrong reasons, though. Much like Pokemon Go, it's just something to satiate my attention span when I'm away from a game console. Um, like, I don't know how, but I have a level 15 Mushroom Kingdom, and I don't know why I care. Like, I, I don't sometimes. But, like, at the same time, it is fun. I would say, like, if they took Toad Rally and they found a way to incorporate that into whatever next uh, Mario iteration, like, on a console, that, like, I can totally see being a thing. And then maybe incorporate... Like an actual online profile and gaming score, much like way achieved. But even then, too little, too late, because I don't even know how much I care about achievements and trophies anymore. So, like, I, I don't know, but it's still fun. I think that just suffers from a too little, too late uh, stigma. But I I think ultimately I'd have to give it to Half Genie Hero if I were to look at all these. Robobot is good. 
but dude, it's it's just Kirby with a mech suit, and like that's dope. But like, I like, I there, I think there are better iterations of Kirby, so that's probably why I can't like feel good about giving it to that. And like, Unravel is really good. Like, I really like Unravel. I think that was one of my more enjoyable reviews of the year. But at the same time, it suffers from the shit that I was. Like, you know, hammering on the witness. There are times where the puzzles are way too cryptic. And, like, the physics don't seem like they would make sense. But in their logic, it does. So, you know, whatever. Like, there are times where, like, that game really did demand a walkthrough. And, like, that's when it sucked. But, yeah, I, I think I'm going to go with yep. Hat Genie Hero. And yeah. I'm right there with you. Damn, you unanimous. You sell that game much. You look at it, you see it. You are winner. I've seen the platforming of it. Um, and that game is yeah. fucking gorgeous. That game is so. Never good mind, like to to have such massive sprites yeah. with such great oh, animation amazing. the whole way through. Like, what do you want? Plus the Jake Kaufman soundtrack, obviously. And, right? and, 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 oh and man, yeah, the that introduction saw, song you know, in gameplay um, definitely seemed more complex than uh, your typical boss battle in a platform, which I really appreciated. I thought that was kind of interesting to see something. It's definitely the bet. Like, yeah, that's the one thing I actually don't like in Shantae okay. games are the boss okay. battles. But Half Genie Hero yeah, fixes that, and much in the same way that like the all the boss battles in Arkham Asylum suck, but then in Arkham City Fix they're it, fun. Yeah, yeah it's yep. it's an outstanding game. I I think that you know I, I feel like this genre is one of the few that can be really hard to find games for. You know, I think that's that's a hard thing to do in that category it's hard to innovate and upon it is. but at the in the weird but when it does yeah, it right but it's in the just weird like, wow. aspect it's yeah, timeless and, but when they do it right and they incorporate those things you, yeah you like same with like rayman like you just like oh damn this is like you, you i i get a common question a lot is you know i want to play something like mario or i want to play something similar to that style but i have this system or i don't have a nintendo system what do i get like this is something you put in that category it's something that you compare it to like you want a good platformer this is something you should be into um and i feel like yeah it does it very very well yeah plus like half genie hero also tones back the weird like sexual innuendos of pirate's mm -hmm. curse so, somewhat only yeah. somewhat but like there's that and the too. price point man 30 bucks um, like for the physical copy 30 nice. bucks can't go wrong is worth it. Yeah. I still kind of lament that I never got the physical copies of Pirate's mm -hmm. Curse and uh, Risky's Revenge for PS4 Unlimited Run yeah. games because now they're pricey. I believe it. Mm -hmm. Isn't Pirate's Curse also on the 3DS though? Yeah. I have it on is 3DS. There... That's what I reviewed it on. But I Phys Physical version of that. There is a physical version of that. But I, mm -hmm. I kind of want the whole collection on PS4. I end up picking up uh, Half Genie Hero on Wii U. Um, so I definitely did lie. I don't have just Tokyo Mirage Session Sharp. I feel you have Shantae on Wii U. Yeah. There you go. You just wanted I, um... something to, like, man, wow, you really... I Believe it or not, I have over 30 Wii U games. <sighs> I at one point had Mario Kart, I guess. So <laughs> I've got I've got around 20 I, I, myself. I have, like, I have, like um, Pikmin downloaded I, I... and a couple other things downloaded. I, I do want to get Bayonetta at some point, I think, if I, if I do. Anything oh, else. dude, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Uh, I got uh, Half Genie Hero on PS4 myself. I, I was tempted on yeah. Vita because definitely if I get there any support to Vita, I, I want to try. But I ended up thinking Wii U would be the best fit for that I don't... game, I think. Yeah, I didn't know if I'd get the same kind of animation Maybe scale. Maybe on Vita. Yeah, ultimately. Yeah. I went That's with fair. that. Plus, like, 
in terms of fighting for storage space, mm-hmm. like the PS4 ended up winning true, out true. on that. Just it barely had, but I, I I think it's the most manageable of what I can delete and re-download. Um, all right, so Half Genie Hero or Shantae Half Genie Hero gets the best platformer of. Uh, another, another unanimous for... decision, which is that's kind of unprecedented for us, I think, in this award show. Uh, yeah, here at Golden yeah. Zonkeys. Well, we've got three more in arguably the most important categories. Two more? Uh, let's go. Let's go with the bad, then the good. Oh, two more. Uh, we've got the three. Yeah, okay. two more. Three wheeled Mako of shame. Three wheeled Mako of shame. So the nominations are Mighty Number no. Nine, Trial of the Blood Dragon. NES Classic Shortage and No Man's Sky. All of these were really bad and they sucked and they all hurt my heart. One I didn't think would even re- uh, no, I think none of them were supposed to hurt my heart. That's the thing that all of these were betrayals. They were all <laughs> fucking heartfelt betrayals and it all sucked. Um uh, well, Trial of the Blood Dragon was one of my, oh, okay, maybe, that, oh my god, you you want to fucking hate did, yourself? I, in, I for didn't making... even try to give that a shot after I saw what it actually was. I was like, oh, Blood Dragon? All right. And then I figured out what it actually was. I was like, what the fuck is this? Oh, dude, yeah, no, and it plays so poorly, and then makes shitty Hotline Miami references. You guys, if you want a game with Hotline Miami references, you know what you should play? Hotline Miami. It is a better game in, in every way. <laughs> Just don't. Don't waste your time on Trial of the Blood Dragon. Fucking fuck that. Like, awful. I hope Ubisoft never puts Trite out like that fucking again. And, like, that's that's the shittiest thing. That's the latest Trials game. That is what people have to go uh, off of now. Not fucking Fusion. Not, oh, poor, poor. God, talking about it just pisses me off. They um, fucked up not one but two games doing that. Yeah. Uh, NES classic shortage. It's annoying, but it you know what? It's kind of typical. This is a, I think we've kind of grown to yeah. expect that now, sadly. No, I didn't expect it. Like, I don't know. I, wasn't, I think it's just because, like, they're not everybody wanted Amiibos, but, like, enough people wanted Amiibos. Fucking everyone wants this thing. So, like, now... <laughs> excuse me. It just makes me sick thinking about it. Uh, <laughs> I... <laughs> Uh, real, I real, yeah real, man real I'm I'm over it. Yeah. I'm I think I might pick one up some point next year and I'm okay with that. But like it didn't it really didn't fuck me up. It fucked me up for like a day and then I got over it and then I realized oh, I can just I can just play this on other things. I love how like there are so many other people sharing the commentary like fucking Hyperkin had a lot of jabs to throw, but at the same time like they, man, don't fucking throw stones from a glass house. You guys really fucked up the Retron at times that you needed to update through, like, post-patch releases. So, I'd keep that ego in check. Uh, but yeah, man, the NES Classic, I I don't know. I look forward to seeing it at some point in 2017. We'll probably do uh, a play-play look at it. And, and I'd like to do a comparison video to really justify why the thing even fucking matters other than cool novelty. Um, but yeah... No, the real, the big two stingers, the one, the ones that really hurt me. One time where, like, I really had to say, you know what, Sarah, I was wrong, and you, you don't ever let me be that wrong again. Um, and goddamn, No Man's Sky, like, goddamn, and like, even then, like, there's still 
they don't, I don't even think they give a shit. Like, they put the, the, the base building update there, but it was such a half-hearted update. And, like, does anyone care anymore? The damage is already done. That is not the game we were shown. And, like, there, I know there's so many aspects about it, but, like, it that, that game will stand as a testament to, like, uh, I would say hype and, and lessons. Like, it's weird. And it pissed me off. Somebody compared like the same sort of feeling to that of Shenmue but here's where I disagree with that because like Shenmue did have kind of the same like bad aftertaste where people it wasn't what people expected people like were able to play it at some point and it still became fucking a, a cherished game by merit I, I guarantee you that even after all the different updates that they do in this different climate and day and age, no one will give a shit. Like, they will only remember the betrayal of No Man's Sky. And it's sad. I, I can't even imagine what the studio is going to do uh, at Hello Games. Like, what they're going to do after this. Or let alone, like, if Sony is even going to, like, endorse anything. Like, But they're fucking, they're also, like, culpable for blame as well. Um, so, yeah, that's a big deal. But so is fucking Mighty Number no. 9. Like... I think I'm more pissed off about that because they took my money up front for years. And then, and then that's what we got. And, like, there's, like, no ounce of remorse. Like, I don't know, man. This one's kind of... I'm a little hard-pressed, but fuck Mighty Number no. 9, too. Like, I think Sarah stayed away from it, but maybe... I, did, did you actually enjoy it after you finally played it, Sarah? I liked it better than Mega Man 6. Uh, I don't see how... But like, well, I mean, you know, Mega Man Six is the worst of the uh, worst of them. If you don't count the U.S. version of Mega Man Eight, the Japanese version is amazing. Well, uh, even then, there's still those those two games are still fucking better than Mighty Number no. Nine. Mighty Number no. Nine, like, it's a cool concept that did like it's cool on paper. It's not cool in execution, and unfortunately, like, fucking Inafuda was just too stubborn to admit that it was way too flawed to be enjoyable it's not a fun game to speed run there's cool concepts again on paper they sound great in execution awful and then all of it was so lazy and ugly like it was so shit. i mean it, it's it's kind of the same way how people can get like so hot and bothered about final fantasy 7 but it was nowhere no, nowhere good as final fantasy 9 it's, it's the same thing mm, i don't know I don't like the fact that I can beat the game quicker than it takes to fucking go through all the credits. Yeah, the credits are super long. It's stupid. This game's fucking dumb. And like, everyone, it left, it, it everyone was claimed victim by it. Like, and when I mean everyone, it like, like, where is Kickstarter now this year? Like, it... I think that's one of the last times that people like really like don't want to be burned by Kickstarter again. It sucks. I'm not to say that like Mighty Number no. Nine is the sole villain in the scheme of Kickstarter, but it's a oh no definitely, definitely not. not. But it's a big one there, and that sucks. So I don't know. What do you think, Andrew? Who would who do you hate oh, more in this? I hate them it, all. It is tough because I feel like. Although No Man's Sky was a botched thing altogether, like it was just poor execution of um, communication with their community and with the people that bought the game, um, 
I can't necessarily because we've met the guys at Hello Games years ago back when they were doing Joe Danger. So it's really tough to like be like, man, fuck these guys. Because I do feel like Sony had a part to play in all that. They really did. Although they won't admit to it. And you can't necessarily blame Sony for everything that happened because I think that Hello Games is at fault for at least not being transparent about what was happening in development and what they were doing to address issues with their game. But I feel like Sony coming out and making this a first party and triple A game when it had no reason to be that. This game would have been maybe even a Kickstarter game, or if it had been an early access game, or if it had been a game as a downloadable title for $20, $30, it would have had a better, I guess, overall I would have an, a initial launch. Would have had a way better chance. Way better chance, or at least a launch that would have been a little bit more sympathetic with its clientele that bought it, as opposed to everyone that bought into the marketing of the game, the showing it at E3 and the Game Awards, and everything this game was promoted to be, and then did nothing to live up to those expectations. It, it's so tough to blame one person in that situation, because I think everyone did a very poor job of that. Um, whereas Mighty Number no. 9 just was poor for the people that were developing it. You know, whether it's not really, you know, Inafune's fault, but at the same time, it's like, like you guys said, this has been kickstarted for years, and when they finally deliver on the product, their whole excuse was, well, sorry, things happened, like, just... We couldn't get to where people wanted to be. No, fuck off. You had years to develop this, and you had a huge... Millions, uh, millions of dollars. dollars! And a huge... A huge amount of support for the game. And you could have came out and bet up front and be like, well, this is a guy getting away from us, but we wanted to deliver on what we promised you. Um, whereas No Man's Sky, you could go out and buy it if you wanted to. If you kind of said, okay, this is what I want, I'm going to go buy it. Whereas Mighty Number no. 9, you had to have money up front for it, at least for a long time until they finally released it. And then it didn't get released on, I'm pretty sure, all the platforms that it was supposed to be released on. It didn't get a lot of things that they were promising. And it just, it was very, very poor. It was execution. a disaster. Was Even really the bad. launch of it was a disaster. And, and you're right. It feel like it soured anyone from getting a game on Kickstarter now. And that ruins it for so many deserving indie developers and people that want to put their game out to market but they don't have the funding available. So you basically took everyone else's chances and then shit on it. Whereas No Man's Sky is just, wow, you guys fucking like really didn't come out with the game you said you are going to. At least it doesn't really necessarily fuck up anyone else's chances at getting their game out. If anything, it at least addresses, hey, the marketing of these games can't be the be-all, end-all of these games. So maybe do a better job and be a little more transparent about how you're marketing this game and what you're actually delivering on next time. That'd be great. But my number nine just like, Fuck crowdfunding, fuck, you know, us promising the world and then delivering on only half of it. I feel like it's it's more, a more egregious betrayal, maybe, if that's a too strong of a word. I feel like betrayal is a good nope. word for it. Uh, it's a great, it's and, a and, terrific. And I feel like that, that it does way worse than No Man's Sky, because I can at least in a little bit sympathize with Hello Games. I feel like they were promised the world. And given all this infinite resources, and, and maybe not even resources, because I feel like they were operating on a shoestring budget anyways, but they had Sony saying, this is going to be the game that does it. And and then, you know, once the shit cleared and they're like, no, fuck you guys, we didn't do any of that. Like, just kind of just, like, fucking bailed on them the moment shit hit the fan. Um, that sucks. Like, that 
it just seems like it wasn't a good situation. But yeah, my number nine is just like, and even then, like they're still trying to pick up the pieces. And, I can and, admire and, and that. That's going to be tough because yeah, you come out with this foundation update, and at least you're kind of like coming out now finally with some stuff. But it's probably going to be too a little too late. But at least they are trying. Whereas my number, but they're nine, trying. My number just came out and came and went, and now that's it. Yeah, what happened to that DLC? Yeah. We don't fucking nope. know. Who cares? We ain't doing it. <laughs> yeah, we ain't doing it. The concept's just like, well, it's out, and that's what matters. No, fuck you. Yeah. Like, that's, that's not how you deliver on a product that you promised. Yeah, I, I feel like my number nine is is the more and the three wheeled Mako of shame. Yeah, fucking goes a mighty number nine. Yeah, you are a winner. I'm just ultimately I'm way more pissed off at it. I, 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 I just I, I, I even am. remember the packs we went to where everyone was so fucking gung ho about that shit, and now see what happened to it. Like not even being a a fan of that genre or really a fan of that game, even when they announced it initially, it's still unfortunate to see people that were so pumped about it and now seeing where it is now, where it's not even mentioned as like a game that they want to play. Like I have, I know people I have no interest in that game whatsoever, and that's that's a bummer. So it is. Yeah. So fuck that yeah. game. Don't don't buy it on clearance. I'm I don't know. Maybe like. I'm glad Sarah enjoys it. If you could find some enjoyment in it, sure. But, like, you know, <sighs> yeah, fuck it. Like, that thing is just a Trent Reznor song in video game form. All right. Uh, our last category. We have arrived here. We are here, ladies and germs. We are here at the Press Pods Radio Game of the Year, Golden Zonkers. The nominations are Uncharted 4, A Thief's End, Final Fantasy 15, Pokemon Sun and Moon, and Inside. This this shit sucks. This is really hard. Um, we've talked about all of these games to a, a, a fanatical extent in all the respective categories, but now when it comes to edging them out uh, into which one is the fucking the end-all be-all for the year... Um, my personal, and I said this from the very get-go, my personal is Final Fantasy XV. It does a lot of things for me, and, like, I will recommend it, like, to just about everyone I know. However, there is another game on this list that I will recommend to everyone I know, and, like, I'm happy, and I'm pretty sure it's on PS4 now, so, like, I can do that. Um, I, uh, I think I'm going to go with Inside. Uh, Inside does so much with the foundation that they're given and takes it into a level that I did not deem possible. And it's still, like, in terms of discussion piece, in, in both presentation and game design... It, it it's still going on. It's just not it's not the loudest conversation, but it's definitely the one of the most enthralling conversations. And and it's probably the most accessible game in a sense too, but at the same time it's weird as fuck. So weird. I still don't and know what it, it, sense it, to make of it. And when you say accessible, that's interesting that you bring that up because it is available on three platforms. Whereas the other games in this category are only available on one or two. If you think yeah. about it, that is true. It is accessible on Steam, PS4, and Xbox One, whereas Pokemon is only on the 3DS, Final Fantasy is on Xbox One, PS4, and Uncharted is PS4 exclusive. Hmm. 
Sayer, I'm very interested to know well, I out can't, of the four, what would you pick? I can't say Inside or okay. Uncharted, but Uncharted never really grabbed me. Okay. Anyways, like it's it's never been something that I've been truly interested in playing. Uh, Final Fantasy 15 definitely has merits, mm. right? But the amount of refinement that went into Pokemon Sun and Moon, I think, from this list here, is uh, is what draws me to it for my game of the year, because it's it's something that I played all the way through with fervor and gusto, and even went through the end game. Uh, pretty much everything the end game had to offer got all the Ultra Beasts. Uh, you know, got got the Zygarde, uh, the Zygarde cells and all that fun stuff. There's so much in there, and there's so much room for growth as well once the Pokemon Bank opens up. That, yeah, I, I gotta say, Pokemon Sun and Moon does it for me, like no other Pokemon game since the original Red. No one ever was. Yeah. Sorry. So yeah, my 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 go-to on this list definitely Pokemon Sun and Moon. Um. So for me, I, I'm not as big of a Pokemon fan. Uh, like I said, I, I do have it. I haven't really played it too much, but even still, Pokemon, just something I'm not as into as, as uh, either of you or a lot of people on the show are. Um, yeah, I feel this list is a just overall just masters of their craft, whichever genre or whoever was developing this game. All four games are just like masterful works of art. Uh, Uncharted is just a, a great conclusion to that series of games. Naughty Dog, you know, just making storytelling and cinematic experiences uh, second to none. Uh, Final Fantasy XV, the RPG that people didn't think would ever come out, would not exist, coming out and making that series relevant and, and more exciting than it has been in a long time. And Pokemon, yeah, being the portable game that is... Like I said, it defines that entire market. Like, it is the portable game. It, it's the second to none when it comes to, you know, what Pokemon is and what it, it is. Just a, it's a household name. Um, obviously, this buildup's going towards inside for me, but I do feel like all four are very, very worthy of the title. Um, but for me, it's inside. And um, I kind of mentioned it with the best indie game discussion. Uh, to me, it, it, it's broken down by three things. Uh, that I think the inside is the best game. It's flawless execution. It's uncompromised vision, and it's respect for the industry and for the community. I, I feel like those three things are specifically the reason why they, they 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 get game of the year for me because I just appreciate when games don't come right out and tell you this is what we're trying to tell you. Like Last of Us, we've had discussions about Last of Us. I love the ending to Last of Us because it doesn't beat you over the head about what trying to portray. It lets you make that decision and that conclusion for yourself. And that's all Inside is because that could be a analogy for so many different things, but it could be nothing. Like, no one nearly knows, uh, especially if, and we'll probably have this conversation if we ever do a games club on it, um, the actual, like, true ending to the game, um, which is only accessible yeah. by finding all the uh, light bulbs. That ending also is kind of a mind fuck because then it's like, I think I had an idea of what the ending was about. And then that happens. You're like, nope, it's all unraveled now. I don't know what, what is, is going on or what this is trying to tell me, but you can make your own conclusions. Um, but I feel like that's where it comes to that uncompromised vision. Like they had an idea and they know where they wanted to go with it. 
and it's it's just it's relentless in, in trying to get that out to you to experience. Um, yeah, that game is just the attention to detail and everything about it just is so so gripping. Uh, and it, it's a game I want to talk to people about. I want to have those water cooler discussions with. And I feel anyone that hasn't played it yet should really really check it out. There's no reason not to. It's on all three platforms, like we mentioned. It's just. It's so cool to know that that game exists, and uh, I want Play Dead to make so many games. I know they won't. It took us six years to get from Limbo to uh, Inside. Don't know how long the next one will take, but I will very much be looking forward to whatever they come out with next. Yeah, I. It's it was really hard. That is but tough. They're they're honestly, all deserving, and they're all great games. Um, but I just. But ultimately, mm-hmm. Inside is the edge lord here. I, it is fucking yeah just, and, and, and I really hope that people get a chance to play it and then we can talk about it because I just want to know what people think of some of those moments because there's moments where I just I remember having my hands on top of my head and just kind of had that Jackie Chan kind of expression like, like oh. the fuck what the fuck what, what, what? <laughs> it's just you kept telling yourself oh man he ain't gonna be in rush hour 3 like I don't know. Yeah, dude, it, it's insight is great. Yeah, I, I can't recommend. And, and, and it. I feel like even like for the people that maybe want to like, you know, downplay that game and say it's pretentious bullshit. Like I get it, man. Like I, I know. Like I know it's kind of hard when you take games that seriously. You kind of want to roll your eyes at it. Um, but I can tell you, just maybe just don't. I don't think you should. I, I feel like I more than a lot of people will be the one to be like, that's some artsy-fartsy bullshit. I don't give a fuck about that. You know, I, I, and I do that with a lot of stuff, but I feel like this game, it's it respects its player enough to, you know, do what it's going to do, and if you like it, great. If you don't, um, that's fine too, but I feel like everyone can get something out of that game. There's something to appreciate out of it, um, regardless of what you're into, and I feel like it's something that needs to be experienced. Um, but I, I hope that people don't hear me gushing about it and then say, well, I'm obviously not going to play it. Cause who like you're, you're going on and on about this game. And, and it's like, don't, you know, don't let me well, pester you into playing it. Like, like try experience on your own maybe. And, and I just hope people do get a chance to play it, but I, I can understand if you feel like talking about it and going over about it. Cause, um, you know, a uh, friend of the show contributor to the show, James, I would talk to him about it all the time. And he would just kind of do that thing where he's like, it's like uh, Undertale. Like I don't want to talk about it because everyone talks about Undertale, so I don't want to play it because fucking everyone talks about it. I don't want that to happen with this game, so I'll try not to talk too much more about it, but it is, I think, well worth playing. Well, with that being said, yeah, Inside gets the Press Pause Radio Golden Zonkey Game of the Year. And with that, you are winner. Our show comes to a close, so I believe it is uh, time for episode end. Mm -hmm. And end of the year. Officially. I mean, we officially, like, fucking New Year's didn't happen. NYE, fuck that. You have your real NYE here and now. Um, And if you liked what you listened to, here, you can definitely subscribe to us on iTunes. You can uh, listen to the show on the website. We're also available on Stitcher, 
uh, and SoundCloud. Uh, I know we've had some issues with SoundCloud, but that will be fully resolved by the uh, by January. So uh, that'll be taken care of and done. Uh, and then still trying to work out Spotify, but I think we may finally get that resolved. And I'm happy to also announce that I've been working on it for a very long time and hopefully uh, we'll get it done sooner or later. But I also will be putting the entire podcast library available on our YouTube that you can just listen to uh, as well as also watch our play plays are uh, soon going to be a new video feature the top five and super plays and trailers and other cool stuff so you can check out what we've been doing at uh, youtube.com slash PPR broadcast as well as you can also check it out on our website uh, PPR.com or PressPodgeRadio.com to check out everything we're doing reviews uh Sorry, reviews, podcasts, previews, uh, editorial pieces, opinion uh, pieces. Just There's a lot of stuff that we're still planning. And uh, uh, down the pipeline for podcast-wise, the next show is going to be our most anticipated games for 2017, followed by the Inside Games Club. Mm. It was going to happen, but now it's definitely got to happen. So while we didn't... I know Andrew just wanted to finish a note saying, please don't feel pressure to you know play this game if you want to get in on that play the game i guarantee you'll feel good about it um and i would love to now that i know it's and i also know yeah it's on ps4 as we mentioned so i sarah i would love to buy you that game myself and then get you in on it if you like like i remember you liked limbo dude you will love inside it is an evolution um but yeah aside from that We've got a lot going on for Play Play uh, reviews. Uh, Walking Dead Season 3 and New Frontier Episode 1 and 2. The remaining episodes of Telltale Batman, which uh, I ended up feeling a little indifferent. And uh, honestly, man, I kind of wish that Telltale takes a break because uh, the fatigue is setting in. <laughs> um, Buying off a little more than they can uh, As well, yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy 15, amazing. Shantae, Happy, and Genie Hero, great. Skylanders, Imaginators, they could take uh. a break. Um, yeah, <laughs> dude, like, I, I have some reviews coming out, and, like, you can check that out, as well as, uh, Sarah will be reviewing Pokemon, among other reviews. And speaking of other things Sarah will be doing, Sarah, what is up with Bullet Heaven? Well, we're still trucking along with Bullet Heaven. We just uh, finished episode 162, I think, about a week ago. And uh, we're going to keep on going with that. Our next uh, viewer's choice is going to be Arrow Blasters, followed by maybe another Sagas uh, entry and uh, a couple others that I've got uh, planned. But uh, we've also got another uh, episode of Import Heaven Inbound with um, the 4.6 billion year story, also known as Evo, The Search for Eden. Um, and of course we've got new crate day all the time. We're also going to be starting up game quest again. So as soon as I get more PSP games to finish my set, uh, you'll be seeing some of those. Uh, but more importantly, we also, I have a sister channel over on vid.me. So all of our new series eight content is going to be going over to vid.me, uh, in, uh, at the same time that they go to YouTube. Because YouTube's getting kind of stupid. YouTube's getting and super dumb. Yeah, super dumb. So, uh, fuck you, YouTube. I'm going to grow my audience over there. And if it overtakes YouTube, so be it. I'll ditch you. So, there you have it. Wow. Uh, yeah, no. They're, 
2016, like, another thing that died. Fucking YouTube monetization. It mm. sucks now. It super sucks. I would also like to challenge everyone that's listening to, if you need to be the person that makes a New Year's resolution, which I know some people don't want to do that, if you do want to make a New Year's resolution, I would challenge you to go over and support Sayer and uh, everything they're doing at Studio Mud Prince uh, and, and check out their Patreon. Um, I'm saying that as a contributor, as a longtime fan, not just host on this show or personal friend of Sayers. Um, you should be able to get on here and support it. Uh, I appreciate it because they give you access to content before it goes out to the general public. Uh, and you have that feedback. You have that say in what they're going to be putting out next. So I would highly recommend checking and, that out. And an exclusive it's podcast. Very true. Yes. Um, so yeah, definitely worth uh, putting uh, some consideration into. I would I would think that'd be something that you can be happy about uh, for starting off 2017 in the right direction. So I would definitely uh, appreciate and I think that everyone uh, should, should check that out. Dude. Dope. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, we are going to start off 2017 strong. Um, I mean, I know this podcast is going to be releasing the same week the fucking inauguration is, but like, we'll hey, be around still, it's going to be okay. We'll be all right. We will. We'll be all right. Until then, I love you all. And also, like, really, pitch pitch into Sarah's Patreon. I still have to do it myself. I'm a bad friend, but I'm going to do it. And it's really, really awesome. I want to actually take advantage of pitching a certain shoot-em-up that looks so awesome that I really want Sarah to cover. So we'll see how that goes. But anyway, you get to see all that later, uh, among all the other cool shit we promised. Until then, good night. Yep. Go 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 home. Hang in there, guys. This is, yeah, this is Georgie Boy's act. Toast and uh, thumbs up, and we'll see you with maybe a new child soon. Yeah, and Do we have a name. Uh, <laughs> yes, it's Maisie, like Daisy, but with an M. Maisie. I love hmm. it. Thank you. That, there, that's a pleasant. That's amazing. That's how we're ending this episode. <laughs> well, Sarah, but, but uh, and Sarah, sorry. Oh man, I totally stole your fuck. I've I've got nothing to say after that. Oh, <laughs> all right. Good night, y'all. Sorry. I'll name my thirdborn Sarah. <laughs> yes. Thank you.